1: Good morning and welcome to the serious side
2: of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle.
3: Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction and good morning. Today is the fifth... 2023 and here are the topics that will be discussed on this edition of the serious side of the J. Ryle Show.
4: In the city that Dr. King lost his life, not far away from that balcony, you beat a brother to death. There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors. That you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight for to get you through them doors.
5: This course on Black history, what are one, of, what's one of the lessons about queer theories? Now, who would say that an important part of Black history is queer theory?
6: Former President Trump spoke at a memorial service for Lynette Hardaway on Saturday. Hardaway was better known as Diamond from the popular pro-Trump conservative duo, Diamond and Silk. At one point in his remarks, Trump claimed he didn't know Silk at all, despite her saying in her introduction of him how great Trump treated them both.
7: Yeah, there's times where he passed off to a John Paxson or, you know, a Steve Kerr. Yeah, but when it's time to, to get a bucket, I mean, uh, MJ was that dude to take over a game. Averaging 40 in the finals one year, winning that championship. I mean, defending the best players, right. I, I, I can't. He, he's just the greatest to me, man. comes doesn't take away from LeBron. Is awesome. Yeah. It's right. the best in our era uh, that I've seen. He's the best. But the GOAT?
8: Online radio at best. When you ask God for something, God boxes it up. Put your name on it. And he ships it the day you ask for it. As soon as you ask for it, he ships it. The problem with the package is, he never tells you the date that is going to arrive. If he did that, it would destroy the one element that he requires, your faith. So God sends your package, but he only delivers to Faith Street. If you step off of Faith Street, and you go over here to I Don't Believe It Boulevard, he don't ship there. If you step over here to I don't see how Avenue, he don't ship there. If you step over here to ain't no way circle, he don't ship there. The package only goes to Faith Street. What happens to the average person is that when the package arrives and you ain't on Faith Street, it's just like the post office in FedEx UPS. If you ain't there, the package got to go back.
3: Four seven eight five oh one two seven two is our calling number Three four seven eight five zero is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday. Hope you guys are enjoying your day so far. I'm J. Ryle once again, and uh it's just, you know, I never share the stage by myself, and my man who's always by my side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house once again, man. Good morning, my brother from another mother. How you be?
9: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, sir, and uh, Good morning, Nessa. Oh, good morning, Mariana. Music. Oh, good morning, Real day J. Oh, good morning, Momo B. Oh, good morning, Kathleen Williams. Oh, good morning, Rich sister. Good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome.
3: <laughs> I tell you what, man. You know, we replayed uh from last week's intro uh, what Steve Harvey said. I mean, you know, I did something that I normally don't do, mister LS. You know, because during the week, I really don't have time to go and check what people write, and people call me the worst social media radio host in American history because I just don't keep up with it and but I did for some odd reason, go back this past week and look at some stuff, and uh, people talked about that inspirational marriage the inspirational marriage inspirational message that uh, we played last week from Steve Harvey, so. I played it again this morning because, and when you think about what he says,
6: it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: he has his own spin on it, but I, what did he say? If, uh, I don't believe you Boulevard and I ain't, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. So we'll, we'll probably play it again at some point because I think it's very inspirational. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely play it again, but man, God dang it, man. People are just responding. People have just said so much about that mm-hmm. intro well, it looks like uh, the captain of uh, the Lady of the Seven Seas, she's back on dry land. Let's say good morning to our big sis, Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa, Captain Vanessa Maybell. Hahoy, oh, Ship Ship Ahoy. What's going on? Welcome back.
10: <laughs> I just love y'all. That's all I can say. I just love y'all. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Well, glad that you're back on dry fun.
3: land. Good, glad All you're I back on. Uh, yes.
10: You don't be on Facebook, Jay, but last, did you see the ship?
3: I did yes, see I did. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you always, you know, just pushing in everybody's face that you, you know, having a great time, and everybody like, you know, what, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're here, you raining,
10: cold
3: what, Vanessa? You
10: know what? I didn't post the pictures to rub in people's face. I post the pictures because <laughs> well, people, especially black people need to learn that they can go on vacation in these kind of places, and it's right here in Galveston, and that is the purpose mm-hmm. of me posting these pictures. They don't have to fly. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do all of it. They can lay away a cruise, just like our mama used to mm-hmm. lay away our clothes. Mm-hmm. Lay <laughs> away. <of> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah
9: lay
3: away yeah well okay I lay lay well. a lot of stuff
10: too master yeah so, i'm over them days okay you can lay away well, on the so um, that's why i'm not trying to brag and boast it, but i did want y'all to see that ship because i want Les not beautiful. to come and get on that ship with us we, we, okay. we, we rebooked the next one and i want Les to come and go with us we to get out with the next but
3: well, well excuse me you, <laughs> you just said Les. i mean are you saying that you don't you want know, me to go
10: you said I, that you don't
3: didn't like it. I don't want you him to go either. Said, wow. come I to you said to me
10: you didn't know wow. if you like cruising. So if you don't like it, then why am I going to tell you to come? Well, well
3: first I of all, that's not what, what that's not that what I said. That's not what I said. I said that okay. I this is what I said. I said, hey, it was pretty cool. No, I'm I'm I said, trying you Trying know, to get
10: I, it together, Les.
3: Now, we're not trying to get anything together. We were on a ship full of you-know-who's <laughs> and you-know-what's, and that was my first experience, so I was like, I was traumatized by all that what, that what, was going what,
10: what, what, on. What, what <laughs> I Okay. Don't, don't, don't
3: say that. No, so, okay. no,
10: listen. Listen to me. Yes. There are, they I'm have LBGBQTRFMDZ on every ship. They have have parties and...
3: That's not what I said, America.
10: Okay, wait a minute. I didn't say that, America. Thank you. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. You know, Virgin Voyager, y'all see that TV commercial of that ship that says, no children, all adults? Okay, so I talked to one of the crew members just two weeks ago. It was last month on that cruise. And she said that the hostesses and waiters and everybody are happiest that they've ever been because they all dress the way they want to in drag, with red nails, with purple hair, with green hair. Okay. And all so right. guess what I say? Guess what I said? What
3: did you say? I'm that? so glad. You thank that? you for that?
10: telling me because I will never book it.
3: Okay. Well, wow. that's Vanessa. I'm not homophobic. Uh, I don't know what she's talking about, but okay. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> well, yeah, we're yeah, all it was all right,
10: day, but I ain't going to get on the ship and with everybody serving me and in my face and dressing in five different shades of blue. So no. Okay, anyway, once again,
3: that's Vanessa. On, the, the,
2: view, the, the, views the views and opinions.
3: Gold. Yes, okay. the views are and mine. opinions are yeah, yours God, and yours by yourself.
10: Thank you. God bless you, okay, Vanessa. Hold on, this. Okay, Let me finish this. <laughs> so people, oh, sound of my voice. I said that. Not hate. But Thank there you. are some weird things that go in on cruise ships. And so, I don't know. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. And there's swingers on yeah. cruise ships and everything else. So, yeah. I'm just saying.
2: Point them out.
3: Well, there you go. All righty. <laughs> Thank you very much for being a spokesperson. You know, Vanessa was a spokesperson for uh, Southwest Airlines, and, you know, she still has that thing where she's promoting commercial travel. So thank you, Vanessa, for being the, thank spokesperson, the spokesperson, There you go. Uh-huh. And we're not getting any money for all this advertising nope. she's doing, too. Thank you, Vanessa. God bless you. And salak, uh, salak, so so away. All right, so listen. Um, you can do
10: Okay, thank drink you, Vanessa. Don't let God
3: bless, God bless you, Vanessa. Okay, so now uh, big news this past week. <laughs> uh, you know, Chinese the Chinese had a, a had a balloon uh, floating over America, and uh, America finally shot it down. And so the Chinese are pissed off, Mr. Lea, saying that there would be some retaliation for the U.S. taking such drastic measures against their quote unquote weather balloon. What say you?
11: Uh-huh.
3: Sir. They
9: should have shot that thing down. You don't fly over anybody's uh, anybody's country like that. Hell, what, what, what if we had done that to them? They, they, would they accept, have uh, accepted it? They should have shot that thing down. I'm glad they, they, they went until it got over water, though. That's, that's the only thing I was concerned about. And, and then the Republicans are talking about, shoot it down, shoot it down. And then they could have hit somebody's house or something like that. The first thing that said, see how irresponsible the Biden administration is? It's a no-win situation
3: with these clowns. Yep. Well, well, two things I'll say in regards to your response to my question. Number one, all nations spy on each other. I mean, that's just the way it is. This particular situation was weird for two reasons. Number one, if it was, quote, unquote, a weather balloon, Vanessa, they would have contacted the U.S. and said, hey, you know what? We have a balloon that's speared off course. Nothing to see here. Matter of fact, the U.S. wasn't aware of this weather balloon until three days after it had actually began to make its uh, way across the continental United States. And I think a civilian saw it and reported it. So what does that say about our defense mechanisms, air defense mechanisms, when a balloon could just float its way all the way from China with spy equipment on board? And it just happened to be hanging in the area where we have a lot of nuclear secrets. let say you, Vanessa. And did you see this balloon while you were on your cruise?
10: No, I didn't see the balloon while I was on my cruise. I just saw the uh, okay. space station fly with my house two days ago. But you know what? China ain't crazy. China knew exactly what they were doing. And they can call it mm-hmm. another balloon if um, but I am also like less glad that they decided to shoot it down over water because they don't know what debris is on the inside of that balloon. China did not right, have no freaking yeah. balloon. China had a balloon because it was happened to just be floating constantly and didn't move over some nuclear nuclear places that we have. Right. So absolutely. How did it just linger over one of those locations? The United States needs to start paying attention. They need to start upping our defense mechanism before we have another 9-11. I'm just saying they're just going to have to do better when it comes to that. Because if a civilian saw it, why didn't our resources see it?
11: That's true. Why
10: did it take a red it- person outside doing sky-, sky view like I do?
3: Yeah, I mean, you're right. You bring up an excellent point. And the fact that it just happened to uh, violate U.S. airspace without, you know, I mean, it's just crazy, the whole thing. You know? So anyway, they shot it down, and so the Chinese are pissed off. But this is uh, this situation with the Chinese, this relationship is really it's becoming more volatile every day. And so we, we really need to be careful because the Secretary of State was supposed to go over and spend some time with Uh, His Chinese counterpart And even uh, there was a possibility Of him meeting with uh, The president of China But now this episode has canceled that trip And uh, stay tuned folks Because this particular situation Is not over It's just getting started Okay so the Democrats have decided That Iowa and New Hampshire They are no longer the first two states That will hold primaries For the Democrats They have decided to push South Carolina As the first state to uh, vote in the presidential elections And obviously, New Hampshire and Iowa, they're pissed Because according to their state's constitutions uh, Especially Iowa, I think They're supposed to be the first uh, state to cast their vote So, Democrats did dismiss the LES Because they said, listen You know, New Hampshire, Iowa Really doesn't represent what the Democratic Party is all about now, they said that basically there were, they had so many issues with, their, with the last voting cycle, but come on. They said this is lily white, two lily white states in a Democratic coalition. Uh, it's a rainbow coalition, so they decided to go to South Carolina, which happens to be you know, Clyburn's, uh, Clyburn's uh, state, and that's the state that really pushed President Biden over the edge, really got his campaign started. What do you think about the movement, Silly? Do you agree with it? I, mean, I agree with it. I think it's
9: a smart move. I do. I really, I really do. You because think you know what, smart move?
3: Why is it a smart move? Yeah. It's just out of curiosity, you gotta
9: go. You gotta go with who represents you. You gotta go with who represents you. You know, and that's just that to me. That's just how how it works. That's what like the Republican Party is. You go with who represents you. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, uh, and and Iowa is doubly He So is New Hampshire. So. They don't represent. They, they don't represent the Democratic Party. They don't. You go. You had a rainbow coalition. You go where a rainbow coalition is. So that's, that's just my opinion.
3: Well, there you go, straight from the mouth of Mister Elias. Last but not least, uh, Vanessa. While you were gone, uh, huge ice storms here in Texas. Um, I have a friend who's in who's in Austin, and. um, their power has been out now for four days straight going on five wow. I mean how does this continue to happen and you know what about let's talk about being prepared for these types of things Vanessa uh, any advice on people because you know we went through something last year very similar any advice that you would give folks especially here in Texas Uh, how to be prepared for these types of uh, winter alerts because you never know, especially up close in Dallas and up in that area. We really don't get it. If it comes down here, it's really bad. But up, you know, Dallas, you know, Temple, Texas, Waco, you know, they they are subject to, uh, uh, you know, being exposed to that type of weather. So any advice for those people, Vanessa?
10: You know, after being trapped in the house for a week in Houston, in Texas, it's just not, this part of Texas, is just not used to that kind of stuff. I, y'all gonna laugh at me? I, You know, I got a box that I keep and I go through it every six months and then I use it and then I replenish it. I got extra beans, green bean, beans in a can, which I normally do frozen. We have extra batteries in the house. Um, we don't have a Generac because it's $10,000 so and we can't afford that. But we do have a generator that Bobby used to an ice storm that kept our, both our refrigerators and everything going. And it it had a way well, where we could do the TV and the radio. And, I mean, it was it was a, like, $400 generator that Bobby goes out there and pranks every month. And it, it it's there if we need it. So since Texas has had two ice storms, two years back-to-back, back, my suggestion yeah. to people is to go over to one of these stores, get you a generator that costs like four or $500. It ain't got to be nothing, all that. That you can plug in a heater. You can charge up your phone. I mean, it's just like the same thing, Jade, that when we get ready for the storms in Texas, you know, when, when we know we're supposed to get into the season where we might get flooded in. It's, the, it's starting to yeah. be the same thing for ice storm for Texas.
2: Yeah.
11: And I was home wow.
10: last week. I got in uh, Sunday, Sunday, I think I came home. So I was here, but it was 30-some degrees at night and 46 and 44 mm. degrees or something one day last week. But I did hear it was pretty bad while I was gone. But still, I was here for some of that. And then yeah. it's coming wow. back next week. It's coming back wow. next Thursday. Well, wow.
9: what you can do the next... What you can do is have your house back fed and 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 you can run your generator off a house like that but you can only run it like in the winter time for heat and stuff but if you get it back fed uh you can run that generator to run your entire house
3: yeah uh matter of fact uh, i was just about to I'm say gonna, that gonna, uh gonna, i, I bought it. i bought a uh a generator from an you know i'm the auction guy so i bought a huge generator It's twelve thousand watts got it for about 600 bucks paid the extra i think i think i paid the extra 450 dollars to get the piece connected to my house and then the cord itself was like 200 bucks but now like mr elias just said if my power goes out all i have to do it is propane and it's it's automatic start too so i can hook a propane tank up to it use my little starter to start it without having to pull it and connect it to my house and my whole house will run i don't have to i have heat everything the whole house will have electricity. So I would strongly suggest you invest that little bit of money to do that because you never know when things like this will happen. Okay, we are way, way over we're gonna step out time for an interview. Uh,
10: news
12: Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The downing of a suspected Chinese spy balloon by a U.S. fighter jet was a startling experience for residents of coastal South Carolina. Leanne Munier was at home when a missile sent the balloon tumbling into the waters of the Atlantic.
10: All of a sudden the whole house just shook that it was like a loud boom. I ran outside and that's when I saw all the neighbors and then you just saw the smoke.
12: China's defense ministry calling the downing of the balloon an obvious overreaction. NPR's Shannon McLaughlin has been following the story.
0: So the Chinese government tried to play it off as a wayward weather balloon, but DOD has been really quick to swat that down. In briefings as early as Friday, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder said that the U.S. government is very confident that it's a spy balloon that's owned and operated by the People's Republic of China. And China can pilot it and did fly it over sensitive military sites.
12: an Biden says he followed the advice of military officials by waiting to bring the balloon down over water, rather than risk debris falling on populated areas. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelenskyy is warning that Ukrainian troops are facing a difficult situation in three heavily contested towns in the Donetsk region. The BBC's Danny Eberhardt reports that Zelensky says Russia is committing more troops to the fight.
5: President Zelensky praised the Ukrainian forces' resilience, but it's clear they're under serious pressure. In Vuhladar, a strategic town southwest of Donetsk city, Liman, a railway hub recaptured from Russia in October, and Bakhmut, site of some of the war's worst fighting. British military intelligence says Ukrainian forces in Bukhmut are getting increasingly isolated. The Russians, it believes, are making some progress as they try to encircle the town, threatening key supply lines. The head of Russia's Wagner paramilitary force, Yevgeny Prigozhin, has said fierce fighting is taking place inside Bukhmut, for every street, every house, every stairwell, as he put it.
12: Francis is heading back to Rome after winding up his visit to South Sudan since independence in 2011. South Sudan has been torn by civil war. Here's of here, Sylvia patrolling.
0: Pope Francis' final homily focused on reconciliation and mutual forgiveness for past wrongs, the themes of his trip. Earlier, the 86-year-old Pope had urged the protection and advancement of women in a country where rape is used as a weapon of war, of child marriages, and where most girls don't receive a secondary education. He said, please protect, respect, appreciate, and honor every woman, every girl, young woman, mother, and grandmother. Otherwise, he warned, there will be no future. He was accompanied by the Archbishop of Canterbury and the leader of the Church of Scotland in what was dubbed an unprecedented pilgrimage of peace. Sylvia Poldroli, NPR News,
12: Rome. You're listening to NPR News.
2: online radio best
4: mr and mrs wells what happened to tyree is so personal to me is that five black men that wouldn't have had a job in the police department
11: <laughs>
4: would not ever be thought of to be in an elite squad In the city that Dr. King lost his life, not far away from that balcony, you beat a brother to death. There's nothing more insulting and offensive to those of us that fight to open doors that you walk through those doors and act like the folks we had to fight for to get you through them doors. You didn't get on the police department by yourself. The police chief didn't get there by herself. People had to march and go to jail and some lost their lives to open the doors for you and how dare you act like that sacrifice was enough for nothing. You ain't in no New England state. You in Tennessee. Where we had to fight for you. And you take that position and do what we saw. And then some of y'all got all this mess on social media. Let me tell you something. I don't know what you writing on social media.
3: Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That was uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. This past week, uh, Tommy Nichols was laid to rest uh, on this past Wednesday, and he gave the eulogy. What a powerful eulogy! And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to it, I would strongly suggest that you go and take a listen to what Reverend Al said. Just profound words from a man who has dedicated his life for uh, civil rights for African-Americans. And what made this case so horrifying for all of us was the people who actually beat this man to death were people who look like us. But still, yes, I had an opportunity to take a look at, you know, I watched portions of the funeral service live as it was being broadcast on MSNBC. Uh, powerful um, um, funeral service. Uh, the vice president was there. Um, there were civic leaders there as well. Just give me your thoughts, man, on this whole situation now that this young brother's been laid to rest.
9: I think it's a despicable, disgusting situation, man. I do. How do you – I'd like to know why he got stopped in the first place. Nobody has ever said why he was pulled over in the first place, right? And for them to beat this young man like they did because he ran from them, and he got away because I guess these cats were too big to catch him. You know, look, man, this is this is. I gotta agree with uh, Reverend Al when he says, you know, how dare you do this to another black man? You know, how dare you do this to anyone? But these, you know, and then in the city where Dr. King was killed, you know, and then and then on top of that, they. It's like they were giving each other hot thighs and like you know, they'd have beat another man down and it was handcuffed. You you beat this man like to a pole and he's handcuffed. And 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 the initial stop nobody has ever said anything. And the initial stop was done by they say by a white police officer. And,
3: yeah, and I'm glad here. you brought that up. Yeah, and I'm because glad you brought that up because Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, Mister go, yes. go ahead. Finish, no, no, go no, finish no, your thought. Go, ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. Finish your thought, man. No, this I this guy, can say, go ahead. Mm-hmm. This guy's
11: pictures.
9: This pictures not been put out there. He tasered right. this young man, so he's just as guilty yeah. as these men. Why did he not face the same charges?
3: Yeah, and then the other part uh, to that whole scenario is the fact that he is still, as far as I'm, I think he was suspended. Uh, Relieve the duty? Yeah. Yeah, So so I think that, you know, the reason why people are, you know, they're saying, okay, they gave the Memphis, uh, you know, chief of police, they gave her a prop saying that, you know, listen, you know, it was swift and immediate action. We talked about it last week that, you know, once again, even though it was despicable what these guys did but you still see racism written all over this because, once again, these black officers were, you know, within 20 days or so, they were gone from the force, they were charged, um, and the whole nine yards where we've talked about other cases in the past, Vanessa, where white officers will beat the hell out of a black person or shoot and kill them, and, you know, all of a sudden you have to file, you know, court orders to to get the videos released. Uh, but in this case with the Memphis uh, 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 chief of police, You know, now there are reports that she was, I think before she was in Memphis, there was another place, I can't think of the name of the city, uh, where she was, where they had a force that was very similar. So now people are saying, well, wait a minute, if you have these types of forces out there controlling the black folk, if you knew that it had problems in your previous city, why would you introduce that particular team in this city? I have different feelings about that. But Vanessa, you were gone when we talked about this. Just give me your overall thoughts on what happened to this young brother and the fact that he was laid to rest this past Wednesday.
10: You know, Jay, I guess when that boy was screaming for his mama like George Floyd, it just gives me a different perspective, perspective on it than some other people. You know, I... Black on black crimes is bad enough, but when you are a police officer and you're black and you do this to another black, you are sick and misguided and have forgotten where you came from and who got you there. She did go and get them quickly, but I just assumed that she went and got them quickly and fired them and locked them down and did everything she did with them because she's new to the job and she was, I guess, trying to... Um, hurry up and show that she's got it under control. We were sitting on the dining room table we were sitting at the dining room on the cruise ship and it was white people on both sides of me and the people who happened to be on my right side lived so when they got off the cruise ship their family had told them that freeways and roads and stuff had been blocked and they were appalled and insulted that this happened. And they were the one who told me that she was new to the position. The one who was sitting right next to me was a retired firefighter from Memphis. So he didn't comment a whole lot, but he did think it was very distasteful and that they all should do the time for the crime. The people sitting across from him that was from Memphis were sitting there texting and talking to family while they were at the table on the cruise ship in the the ocean. And they were telling them about the things that was going on in Memphis. And they, I had not seen the video, but that lady across from me saw the video and she said she couldn't even watch it because she was so upset about it. And these are white people. so I was That's I mean, what I was, I was about you know, to ask you. That's but, uh, exactly
3: what I was about to ask you. Were they white?
10: I told you I had white people sitting on both sides of me.
3: No, yes, that's right, you're right. I forgot I didn't hear that part. But but see, you know, I know people are gonna sit here and say, Oh well, here we go with this again You know, they were appalled, but I would have loved for you to have been with them when a white officer would have beat the hell out of our kill the black kid and see what they would have, would, would have said. I'm not saying they would have said anything different, but it's amazing how everyone is in unison when it comes to these black officers. And what they did, they should pay the crime. They should pay for what right. they did. There was no reason so for them doing that.
10: Of course, of course I wasn't on a cruise ship with those people when this uh, this Floyd right. stuff was going on.
3: No, I understand. Um, I understand.
10: But I was traveling with white people, so – her comment was which pissed me off and I ain't say anything. You know, the one who was helping me at the party, Helen. I travel with her a lot. Helen said, I just love everybody. I don't have anything to say. I wanted to lean over and say, here's a quarter, y'all. Bitch, I did not ask you for a comment. I am talking to these people over here. Mm. That's what I wanted to say. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my kids <laughs> in the pot. It, there's my thing there in the pot on first Sunday, Lord. Forgive me. You got some more work to do with me while I get dressed for church. But yeah, that pissed me off she said. Like, we're not talking to you. We wasn't talking to her. I was talking to the people from Memphis because I wanted to know their perspective. But they said because we started talking about Elvis's movie, they said that Memphis is out of control. And they said to me, "If y'all do, because I want to take Bobby." And they said to me, "If you do go, and you're in a rental car, don't leave any valuables." In that car, period. Nothing they can see because they will break into the car just to see what's underneath that piece of paper or what's underneath that towel. That's why that lady told me that. She said the crime in Memphis is out of control. Yeah, I,
3: I, I I'm control glad you said that too. Different. I'm You're glad you definitely. said that because we talked about this last week, and you know, and I asked a question. I said, okay, who won? Who wins? if you disband this unit and it's almost Mr. early as they take the approach of, you know, and, and, and I'll tie it together because it's going to sound weird. Uh, you know how people say, look, my dog can mess in my yard, but yours can't. And it's almost like the same scenario with brothers. Like, Oh yeah, you know what? We're going to handle this. Like brothers, we're going to deal with you on a whole different level. And, and, and so, so by, by them disbanding the unit, that's where I'm going. You know, we talked about this before. I, I mentioned last week how a young brother, not for this, but to, I didn't talk to this cop pertaining to the Tyreek Nichols situation, but I did have a conversation with this guy a long time ago because we you know, these stories, we get them all the time. And it gets to a point where I'm trying not to be dis- desensitized by this stuff. But when you hear it all the time, it's just human nature. It's like, oh, they killed another black man, unarmed black man. You know, so the first time it happens, you know, you are pissed off. You are at a, you know, a level, you know, 200. But then if it happens every week, at some point in time, oh, I'm not surprised they did it again. You know, but this brother who was an officer said, y'all don't understand. I'm not condemning what that guy did at the time, whatever the situation was, but he's like, look, we out here with these thugs. We out here in this war, and sometimes you got to fight dirty, or they're going to be bringing your relatives a crisply folded American flag. So, I, you know, I'm torn. Because that now this...
10: You temple yeah, temple you this... Don't. Is that what yeah. Right.
3: This special unit is no longer on the streets. And so you got jokers that are out there doing what they do. And I, I I just don't you know, but one thing that Reverend Al said, Mister Elias, doing his eulogy, and I should have played that clip. He talked about how he says, "Listen," he said, "It's so ironic that Dr. King lost his life." Right? He came back to Memphis to you know uh, speak up and protest for you know the city workers because they were sanitation workers. And he said, "You guys are city workers. You work for the city. And then y'all beat the hell out of a young African American brother like this. Kill him. And then y'all giving each other dap afterwards. I mean, it was just appalling to watch. And his mother, oh my God, Tyree's mother, she deserves, she deserves it all. I mean, for her to, I'm just, I'm so." You know, Mister Elias, I don't know what I would do if someone if if I saw that happen to my child. I, <laughs> dude, I, I I don't know what I would do.
10: I don't know. No, what I have all girls. If he saw that happen to your child,
3: well, that joker there. You know, you can't touch my kids. I mean, if I say something crazy to him, I got to fight him myself. So I know how that. I know how all that <laughs> goes. He's he's a, he's a clown hey, when Back it comes to fall. those kids. Back up all He's a clown when it comes to those kids. He is a stone cold clown when he comes to those kids. So, so, but I mean, but think about it. You should ne- a parent should never have to bury their child. Never.
9: Mm, mm,
3: mm. And now Miss wow. Nichols is a part of. I don't think. I don't think her last name is Miss Nichols. But his mother is now a part of a club that nobody wants to be a member of. Mm. Nobody
9: you're right you're hundred percent right, my brother, but you know the bottom line is these 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 officers are out of, some of these officers are out of control. some of these the. i mean I get what you're saying about
3: the special
9: yes. unit, but when you become a police officer, you also take an oath to uphold the constitution, so when you violate that constitutional rights of these people, you're violating the constitutional rights so am I supposed to and you took this job. You wanted this job. Some of these people, you know, signed up for it. So you know what you're getting into before you get into that job. Now, is that going to be stuff that you're going to do illegal? On any job, you're not going to follow any, any job by the book. But, damn, when you just go out like this. I'm sorry. There's, there's no excuse for that. There's not yeah, but we're looking- for that, whether you be white, black, or whatever. You signed up for it, though. You signed up for that job, and I'm not going to make it. I, I hear you. You signing up for this job.
1: I I I, I hear
3: you, man. I, I'm not. I hear you, but I, I put myself. Look, I, I was in the military, and if I'm behind enemy lines, right, and they got me tortured, they're torturing me, they're threatening to kill me, and I see a a, a canister full of nerve agent. Now. According to the, you know, the Geneva Convention and all that good stuff, I'm not really supposed to engage in that stuff, right? I mean, that's really kind of off the table. Do you think I'm going to be thinking about that when I'm trying to save my life? I'm going to pull that canister out and I'm going to do what I need to do to get back home to my family. And and I hear you, yes. man. It's a tough, You're tough situation. Tough. You're no, I'm not because no, I'm not red. because I, I no 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 I joined yeah, the military. And you're not behind enemy guys, lines. What, what? Do, yes, they are. That's what they're trying to tell you. They are. Okay. When you sit, okay. when you're sitting in, the, when you're sitting in the projects in a house full of these jokers, you behind enemy lines, bro. You behind enemy and, lines. And when you behind enemy lines, uh, are,
9: are you are you putting yourself there behind
3: enemy lines? When you when you go, yeah, I yeah, put my I raised my, my hand. I raised. I took the oath. So and I am pretty I have to take the oath.
9: And you took the oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America, didn't you?
3: That's correct. That is correct. So when you, and all when the agreements you that are that oath, associated with it.
9: Yes. So when you take that oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America, that means you're not supposed to violate that constitution. And You're not supposed to, to violate government. the but You're right. System. You're
3: right. I'm not. But I'm not but and Okay, so. I'm not. You're right. I, I, you're right, but guess what? Here I am in a situation. If I'm going to use something that's been outlawed, I'm going to use something that's been outlawed. I have a choice of saving my life, or I'm going to sit there. You know what? It's sitting right there. I'm not going to use that because, you know, I mean that's against the law. Man, damn that! I'll deal with that when I get back.
9: Now, let me ask you a question. That night, yeah. you, That night when they attacked Tyree Nichols, was their life in danger?
3: No, was like it wasn't. But, no, but, but see, no, 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 it wasn't. Listen, I, listen, but, see, don't do that because, see, then people that hear this and think I'm siding with the officers, I am not. What you're seeing is just, and that's what the brother told me, the young cop, he said, what y'all see is just a, a, just a fraction of what we deal with. Our temperatures are already turned up to 100 because we deal with these jokers all the time. Now, what they did was wrong. And they should go to jail, and like you said, they should be put in a room with their relatives and allow them to beat the hell out of them. I agree with you 110%. But what I'm saying is now that you have this special unit off the streets, the jokes that really need to be dealt with, they got to pass. So how how do you – so my question to you is then how do we fix it? How how do we – how do we fix this when you when – you, Vanessa, I'll ask you. How do we fix it? When you have some lowdown, dirty – I mean lowest of the lows, how do you handle them? Because they don't care about all that stuff. They out here killing – they out here doing all kind of stuff. They executing folks, cutting people's bodies up. They don't care about that nonsense. How do you deal with the lowest of the low? without getting your hands dirty. Because once you infiltrate, because you infiltrate, they're trying to take the whole thing down. You're not trying to get one or two. You're trying to take the whole organization down. And you all in a situation where everybody in that room don't give a damn about the law, that all of a sudden they ask you to do something you looking like, well, no, uh-oh, that joke was a mole. Let's go ahead and cut I him up it? and put, put him in the bag and send him back to his family. Go ahead.
10: I think she should disband the organization that is set up. And okay. I think there should be another one put in place because the ones that's already made up that horrible little group, mm. they have yeah. already started talking to each other and the, the, the disease has like spat, spread it through them. But I do yeah. believe that if crime is that bad in Memphis. There do need to be two different organizations I'll tell you why I think this. One should Mm. be if you're patrolling and you look at a license plate, because they had no reason to pull this guy over because it was a traffic violation, and that's not what their job was, according to their little group that she set up. They're not there to do traffic. So they shouldn't have pulled them over in the first place. But that's a lie. That's a lie, yeah. Well,
3: that's
10: what she said. No, I'm saying that's a lie.
3: That's what they said. That's a lie. That's not the reason. It wasn't a traffic stop. They were trying to cover for themselves. But go ahead, Vanessa. Finish your thought. That's a lie.
10: Jay, there are bad apples in everything. You can't cut off your nose, bite your face. So Memphis needs some different organizations crime Mm -hmm. under control. Texas, Mm -hmm. Houston needs some place, some things put into place to get some of our crimes under control. But there oh, yeah, bad there's some apples. parts
3: of the city. But, yes, but there's
10: some bad apples everywhere, Jay. So I think she did. So this is just my opinion, y'all. I think oh, yeah. she did the right thing by disbanding those units. But I do think mm-hmm. that she needs to go in and create another set of units. and I do a More thorough background check on those people. Because one or two of those I, people already had complaints on them. One or two of them, Jay, had complaints already on them before they even got I, I, I don't know. Yep.
3: I, 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 don't know. Huh? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen well, some videos
10: of... Okay, let me talk to Liz. Uh, well, go ahead, because we have to go. wrap up.
3: We're, we're, we're way over. Have to go ahead.
10: I think she did the right thing by disbanding it, and I think she needs to go in and have a whole nother unit set up. And have somebody that's usually watch their unit, But there are bad albums everywhere, but we've got to get this crime under control in the United States. That's all I got to say about that. Okay.
3: Okay. All right. Well All right, well. All right uh three four seven eight five oh uh, one two seven two. It's uh, February is Black History Month. And uh, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're gonna talk about the origin of the black national anthem. Now, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know the words to the black national anthem. Mr. Elias, do you know the words to the black national anthem? Can you sing the first verse without looking at a piece uh, of paper?
9: Yeah, I can sing the first, but I, after that, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I can, but after that, I'm lost. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! All right, well, Mr. Elliott, hey, you're telling the truth.
9: Uh, in my defense, I can't say the stars,
3: uh, uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Stop, Vanessa! Vanessa, stop! Please stop! All right, listen, we'll step out. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, we, we yeah. we're way over. We'll step out. We, she told me to shut up. All right, it is convenient time. If <laughs> <And> for <laughs> so that's something that you need to know. Oh, man, Jerome's here. We'll talk to him on the other side. We'll be right back.
0: There's been a lot of talk about the national anthem lately, for better or for worse. But for African Americans, there's a national anthem that goes way back and tells our American story of struggle, triumph, and freedom. It's a part of me. It's a part of history.
2: Lift every voice and sing till
0: earth and heaven ring. It's called "Lift Every Voice and Sing." I heard it actually going to my grandma's church. I went to Stillman, so they were singing before um, sporting events. Wasn't it an old slave song? "Lift Every Voice and Sing" actually started as a poem. It was first recited in the year 1900 by 500 schoolchildren at the all-black Stanton School in Jacksonville, Florida, as a tribute to President Abraham Lincoln's birthday. The creator of Lift Every Voice and Sing was James Weldon Johnson, a civil rights activist, lawyer, and school principal, who also wrote the poem to introduce Booker T. Washington, who was visiting his school. Johnson's brother, John Rosamond Johnson, put the poem to music, and it officially became a song. Once the NAACP adopted Lift Every Voice and Sing as its official Negro national anthem, the song took on a life of its own. A remake of Lift Every Voice and Sing was done in the 1990s by Melba Moore, with fellow R&B artists like Stevie Wonder, Anita Baker, Dionne Warwick, and Bobby Brown. It was even recited during President Barack Obama's first presidential inauguration. Wherever you stand on what to actually call Lift Every Voice and Sing, chances are you fall into the bucket of people who just remember the first stanza. Lift
2: Every Voice and Sing to wherever... Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Lift Every Voice and sing. Present happy.
0: the politics around Lift Every Voice and Sing, the song itself is powerful in that it talks about staying hopeful, fighting injustice, and knowing the struggle our ancestors endured.
8: It's a part of something that gave people hope and, uh, you know, uh, striving for excellence and uh, kind of sense of community.
0: Just knowing that you have a what do you want to call that, a, a place, um, knowing that you're an individual, you're a citizen, um, you are here, you are here, and and, um, and that and there's, there's power in that. You
13: are, you are listening to the TJRS Radio
0: Network. Oh, those boys are much
4: too much. Those boys are much too much.
8: We got the spirit, we're hot, we can't be stopped. We got the spirit, we're hot, we can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. The right. Smallest
7: moments can have the biggest impact beat on a child's life.
8: A Let's get a little
14: bit rowdy, R-O-W-D-Y.
9: Take time to be a dad today.
5: Time. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. This course on black history, what are one what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes. This course on black... A liar.
3: All right, folks, uh, welcome back in. 53 minutes after the hour, seven minutes before the top of the hour, that was King Doomy himself of Florida, Ron DeSantos, trying to give an explanation or a justification as why as to why he's trying to fight African American studies in Florida. He is a freaking idiot. And this is a guy that's going to run for president. Trust me when I tell you this, he's going to run for president. And everybody thinks, oh Roger Santos, he's gonna win. Once the American people realize what type of idiot this guy is, trust me, he'll be a thing of the past welcome back in. Uh, I mentioned before the break, which I did not know, Mr. Jerome is freezing house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, man. How are you?
3: Good morning. Good morning,
1: Jerome. Just trying to
3: fight this battle every day, man. Just trying to fight this battle every damn day, Jerome. Wow. All
1: right, I hear you. So,
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. We so do. anyway, that's what we do. You damn skippy, man. So this guy here, you know, Vanessa, when you go cruising with your people, Um, do you cruise with people from Florida? And if you do, are they talking about this? It's amazing how no one wants to talk about this. And what's distressful for me is, once again, I can ask my kids basic, simple, black history questions, and they're not being taught this stuff in school, which I was, you know, freaking over freaking 50 years ago. So my question is, when you cruise with your Florida folks, do you hear anything about Ron DeSantos trying to stop African-Americans from, people from learning about our history, or even your governor the great state of Texas, Governor Abbott?
10: Vanessa? But you know, you. I haven't heard anything about the African-American situation or whatever, and I don't cruise to people from Florida, only unless um, they come from Florida on the ship or we go through Florida. Um, but mm-hmm. I know, I haven't heard too much about him, period, other than they thought he was ignorant, and um I haven't heard anything about oh, really? the black history side of it with the education, so it's not like I'd leave Houston and go get on the ship with Florida people. um They just happen to be on the ship, or we go through Florida right. on.
3: Wow. So so give me your thoughts on this, Vanessa. So this guy is trying to shut it down. Uh, matter of fact, there's a college, uh, and now people think that the colleges, black colleges in Florida are really trying to, they're saying, well, Governor DeSantos, he didn't really have anything uh, to do with us somewhat changing our curriculum. It's just, we had it scheduled anyway. You're right. Okay. Whatever. What, what do you think about this? And, and the fact that, I still can't believe, I saw Florida, to be honest with you, had more brothers uh, in Florida than they had old retired white people. But maybe I was wrong. But then again, maybe we do, but they just don't go out and go I don't know how this guy is. But he, he, so are they really? So there's more retired, there are more retired white people in Florida than there are people of dark skin, brothers and Cubans and, you know, those type of people. I think of Miami. And what I am is you have some um,
10: neighborhood white retirement neighborhoods, a lot of them in Florida. And they get out mm-hmm. and vote. That's the difference, Jay, is that they get out and vote. You know, you might have more black people there. You might have more black uh-huh. people there. But you the black yeah. people get out and vote. So yeah. and then you have a they l they're they're called snowbirds. They leave from Chicago, from then uh from New England and they go to Florida and they stay there. Mm-hmm. My six and them have been there since the day after Christmas, to their Florida house. So, mm. but it's still cold there, too, but not like here. So I'm just saying, do the black people that are there get out and vote? Nope, a lot of them don't, just like they don't everywhere else. But those prestigious white people, or white people with a little money that can go have two houses and go there, I bet you they're getting out to yeah. vote. That's what the difference is. That's the only difference.
3: You're probably right about that. Jerome, man, riddle me this, man. How does the state – well you know, Gilliam almost won that state. I mean so how is this so close then? And this guy won reelection by a landslide. He beat a former governor by the way. I mean, how is this even possible?
1: Well, it's possible in a way that we don't like dealing with this and we don't like considering the fact that um the pathology of folks is deeper than Right or wrong or or fairness and all of that other stuff like what's going on is that there's always been a pushback in history against the progression of anybody other than white people. Right. And so anytime um, people feel like, hey, um, whiteness is not at the forefront of everybody's thought, the suppression Mm. of everybody else kind of takes precedent. So the reason that there's not a lot of pushback is because white folks don't think it's a problem that white people are oppressing other other people on this planet. So no matter what we say rationally and, and all of that good stuff, I'm telling you, was Carter G. Woodson that said, there's two educations. There's the education that somebody else gives you, and the one that you give yourself, and the one that you give yourself lasts longer, is more impactful. It is stronger to educate yourself. What they're doing is they're... You know they've done this before, just kind of in our right. school systems of telling us what we can and cannot learn, and so Governor DeSantis or whomever, um, you know, what's his name, um, Moynihan, the, the Democrat out of mm-hmm. New York before he became Speaker, he he thought it was a good idea to um, starve out Black people, right? He just said that the way to get people to behave is to not give them resources. He thought that would make them act right. So mm. we're not talking about Democrat or Republican in here. We're talking about about the pathology of white folks across the board. It's like, why is that acceptable that you keep your people dumb? Because black people are going to learn. I mean, I know most of my history not from schools. I don't think that. Wow. And, and even when you talked about, you know, um, you know what was going on in Memphis like the issue yeah. is, is that we don't even do accurate MLK history we just sit there and hold hands and and do his 63 I have a dream speech opposed to talk about mm. him in 68
7: right, right right
1: we we won't cover the fact that the United States was found guilty and um, conspiracy yeah. to murder Martin Luther King we won't talk about yeah. the fact that he was killed in a hospital opposed to being killed from that gunshot, right, Mm -hmm. and that the people at the hospital spat on him when he died. We don't talk about that because we have to talk about white people who did it. So, you know, when we talk about any of these subjects, I think it's kind of our responsibility for those of us who know to stop having the same Mm -hmm. argument about the things that they had the same arguments about 20 years ago because we have more information now and more information is available. So we have to upgrade the conversation to talk about why it is what it is, and the truth is, is because white folks are not changing. And when they get scared or whatever that thing is that's in them, which I'm not clinically like diagnosing them, but whenever they decide what it is that's scaring them to death, then equity can happen. But we need to keep educating our people. I mean, it's why the Panthers was around, right? the the breakfast programs, the, um, the health clinics, and education. It was a part because mm-hmm. the society will not educate black people to know anything other than what white folks want them to know, and white folks are scared to deal with um, their own, I shouldn't even say their own part in it, because it was them that oppressed everybody else. Like, there was no part in it. They oppressed them. So for them to be scared about Black history is crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's what they do.
3: You know, it's interesting. You brought up uh, Dr. King. You know, Mr. Elias, he is absolutely right. People were saying, you know, in '68, Dr. King was really questioning, you know, should we continue this nonviolence approach? Because you know, he just got to that point, man. You know, one of the things I'll tell people, and I've done this year. He didn't yeah, but what I'm, what, I'm well, what I'm saying is he was like yeah, he was like, Okay, maybe I should we should take another
1: approach. <laughs> he,
3: no, he yeah,
1: he didn't ask the question. What did he, say? he said, I'm tired of this. We need to go I, to a more aggressive a nonviolence. non-violence. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right. We like aggressive, it was more forces than that. We're still being nice, Jay. Okay? I am telling you, it was different. Okay. okay, well, I
3: mean, listen, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I mean, because I, I knew that uh, there was some rumblings about, okay, you know, this this stuff's not working. You know, we, this is not working. We we need to probably take more of the Malcolm X approach. So, I mean, that's fine. But but one thing I will encourage people to do, Mr. Elias, and this is something that I've been doing here recently, I found a speech, an interview that Dr. King gave. And, my God, man, it just – it. this man – This man was before his time, and everything he talked about then, Mr. Elias, is starting to come to light now. It's amazing when I go back and pull up some of his old, I mean, some of these, you know, like Jerome says, you know, everybody wants to hold hands and have MLK uh, marches and and all this other stuff. But, you know, you really need to get in and really start finding some of the lost interviews. Another one, Malcolm X. I was watching some Malcolm X stuff the other day. And I was like this, brother. And by the way, I'm digressing here. I watched this clip of of Malcolm X, but then I watched the same clip that Denzel Washington portrayed him in Malcolm X. How that brother didn't get an Oscar for that role and got a role for playing Alonzo in Training Day is still a mystery to me. That guy... When I tell you he sounded just like him, his mannerisms were just like him, but you know what it was all about? It was all about that topic. It was all about the fact that you were, you know, betraying someone who folks feel was controversial. But my goodness, man, do yourself some favors and go back and look at some of these some of his old stuff. Go ahead, Mister Elias. I'm sorry.
9: No, man, I, I gotta agree, man. And, I, and and when I was in college, I had a chance to talk to Jose Newell, not to say uh, Jose. Uh, uh, Oh, can not remember Who his was name he's right, he was, No, Jose uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name But he was King's right hand man And he said King was not that He was not that um, Not that peaceful Because he had people in his organization That hey, they rode for him And, and Jose Williams
8: He, he said Jose and Williams, they rode yes. for
9: him yeah, yeah, he said they rode for him And they were like, hey dude
3: if they mess with me, you gonna knock you gonna knock their brains out. And that's what King is whoa, in the
11: background.
9: Whoa. Yes, whoa. Yes, is. You're,
3: yes, trying to, you're trying to tell whoa. me that uh Dr. King, he he you know, every now and then he had to play his pimp head and go send some people out to go handle his business. Oh man. <laughs> Jose
9: Jose Williams was my frat brother. We sat there talking to this oh. man after the speech at in Indiana State and he said people right. think King was very very nonviolent. No man,
1: he wasn't. He said, he said, if somebody
3: was going to attack, he had guards in the back that were
1: just ready to take him
3: out. Oh man, Dewey, Let me talk about. Right.
1: I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I think what we miss all the time is that um, the civil rights movement, the nonviolent stuff, is a strategy. It was not the end all, be all. It was a strategy. It said that. Martin Luther King believed that if we showed the brutality of white people, it would shock the conscience of other white folks. So just being nonviolent was a strategy to say, if we do nothing, we can see what kind of animals they really are. That's what it was. It wasn't that they were weak and cowards and, and believed in white folks. They needed, everybody else. they needed to shock the consciousness of everybody else around the world. That's what it was mm. for. But it was not a oh, permanent wow. solution of dealing with anything. Well, there Again, you go. it's why on Martin Luther King's birthday It always kind of, you know not, it, 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 it feels bad to me That we're trying to paint that man a certain picture So that we make docile right. black people
3: Oh, wow Wow, I tell you what It's Black History Month And boy, I tell you what learn, It's always great to learn some new stuff I did, Some of the stuff I didn't know Wow, this is very interesting but now, What about you? Do you know about some of this stuff? Dr. King he was like, hey Go handle my business, man. Go handle my business. Just keep it off camera, but handle, it, handle my business. <laughs> did you know think
10: about this? You know, no, I didn't. But after going to see the Hotel Lorraine and where he stood, yeah. I always wondered, did he have security that was up there with him that they got to take a shot off on him on that balcony? I always wondered, did he have, when you see it, where he stood and Mm -hmm. looked through the window of where he slept. I always wondered, why did he get high up on that balcony knowing that people wanted him dead unless he had some secret service-like people out in the audience? Why did he stand up on that top of that balcony knowing people wanted him dead? So I don't know. After seeing it, I always wondered, did Hmm. he have, you you have to go see it and see how high up on the hotel balcony. Les, you've been there, right? Yeah, yes, I have, and, that's, uh, and you're absolutely don't right. Don't you don't you kind of look at it and wonder about him standing up on the back of that balcony where anybody had access to him? Didn't you think about that?
9: Yeah, but you got to think, too, what was around
1: that, that area, too. So, exactly. yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. You know? Yeah. And that, that area is cleared out now. So it looks like it was an easy yeah. shot. So what happened is that there were other buildings around it, and there I think mm-hmm. a tree was cut down that came out in the trial so that somebody could have an easier shot at him through a window. So they did a oh, lot wow. of things. It probably was pretty secure at the time. It's like going back to look at in Dallas from the book repository where JFK got shot. Right now those trees are huge. There was Those trees wasn't there when um, JFK was shot. But if you go there right now, You'll be like this. That wasn't that wasn't an easy shot. Oh, went to, so to that too. Yeah, was, it, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I went to that one as well. But I, but the Lorraine at that time had all these other buildings around them. And what came out of the trial is that um, some guy who was involved with the mafia gave um, somebody a hundred mm-hmm. thousand dollars. The restaurant owner that was next to where the Lorraine was gave him a a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars to find a shooter. So it was really organized, and there are some theories about other people inside of the civil rights movement being agents anyway. So the agency oh, wow. is why the U.S. government was found guilty of conspiracy to assassinate him, because that was not some random dude that shot him because he was in a bad location. It came, somebody came out and got him. There was a signal to somebody else. It wasn't easy to get to him. He had a lot of people around him. It, it was a marksman that picked him off. And again, yeah. he did not die on that balcony. He died at the hospital. Somebody smothered yeah. him with a pillow. Matter of fact, the doctor did it. That's what the report. What?
10: Wait, that I didn't know. The doctor. I just yes. said that earlier. Yes. yes. The
1: yeah. Smothered him? yeah. Yeah. So oh pillow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's he the, did not the, die. Yeah. He died yeah. in the hospital. So, I am yeah. saying when we do Black History Month programs or we talk about MLK, somebody needs to come out and tell the truth. We have more information now than we had back then. Stop acting like you know everything was glory and thankful that we get to worship Martin Luther King for something. But that's the without reason
10: why they don't want it being taught in school, Jerome. That's the reason but they want to talk it. But that's why I'm talking
1: about it right now. I don't give a rat yeah. about nobody's school. I'm just saying that we have to update our information and then be able to put out good information you can only hide what's that saying that it'll come to the light is well, you say, yeah 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 we,
11: yeah, we so have there you to go. facilitate
1: yeah. that because yeah we have to facilitate that when others won't but yeah. you know i'm sorry so i i wanted to say it was the it was fired from behind the restaurant is what that um um lawsuit said and that restaurant itself is not standing now. Yeah. Well, so they said there were well, US government agencies involved with that and they named a couple of them, CIA and FBI, had people on the ground. And the Memphis police yeah. officers were told not to even be there. They found out later yeah, that's true. The involvement of the police the Memphis Police Department. They
3: were yeah, told that, not that's to right. be there. He is absolutely correct. You know, there's a documentary that they used to play on AFN, Armed Forces uh, Network, overseas every year for Dr. King's birthday, and I cannot find it. I've looked everywhere. It is the most comprehensive uh, uh, documentary of Dr. King during the Civil Rights Movement, and, man, I can't find it anywhere. So if, if you know where it is, if someone within the sound of my voice, if you can find it, Please, it was just a documentary. No one talked. It was a camera that followed him around. It was amazing. And you really got well, to see what Dr. King faced every day. So,
1: my God, you wish one I could line? find that. Yes, sir. Can I give you one line from Coretta? Yeah, yeah. From Coretta Scott yeah. King. She said the yeah, yeah. jury was clearly convinced by the ex- extensive evidence that was presented during that, um, during the trial. In addition to mm. Mr. Jowers, who was the guy who was the bar owner. The conspiracy of the mafia, local, state, and federal government agencies were deeply involved in the assassination of my husband. The jury also affirmed overwhelming evidence that identified someone else, not James Earl, R- 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 James Earl Ray, as the shooter, and that Ray was set up to take the blame. And I, I, I want to make it clear that my family has no intribu- inter, uh, interest in retribution. She wanted the story to get out. That right. state, federal, and local folks conspired to kill his, kill her husband, and it never got out. Yeah, and, this, this and is they a,
3: actually this went to meet September with him too. They, they met with him. Mm-hmm. They met with uh, Ray. They went to the they went to the jail and met with uh, James Earl Ray. And I think they won a suit where I think they won a $1 dollar or a hundred. I can't remember what it was, but but yeah, said they
1: got a dollar and they donated to charity because. The only way to get the federal government to to cooperate was that they wouldn't get a billion dollars for their role in it. So they gave up more information on the conspiracy in exchange for them not suing for an exorbitant amount of money in that civil suit. That's how they got the information, and and they didn't get stonewalled by the government, telling them they didn't want money. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Black History Month. is a beautiful thing. Black History Month, the month of February, which happens to be the shortest month of the, of the year, but I've digressed. All right, it's time to step out take a break. We'll be right back after this. Jeez. <laughs> You're right.
2: Online radio at its best.
13: See that cute little dog in the pet store window? Chances are it came from a puppy mill, a breeding facility that forces caged, neglected, and often sick dogs to churn out puppy after puppy to be sold for profit. That's how nearly all pet stores work. Meanwhile, millions of wonderful, healthy pets end up in animal shelters because of divorce, money, trouble, or simply not having a home. But with one simple choice, you can help, just by deciding to adopt instead of purchase your next pet. Animal shelters are full of amazing pets looking for a home. Mixed, pure breed, big or small, puppies to adults. You can find that faithful companion you've always wanted fluffy snuggler, your new hiking buddy, or even one that looks good in hats. When you adopt your new best friend, not only are you saving a life, you're taking a stand against puppy mills. Now imagine sharing the joy of adopting with your friends. Seeing the smart choice and impact you've made, they adopt their next pets and share with five of their friends who share with five more. Before long, thousands get involved. Pet stores stop selling dogs from puppy mills and even more lives are saved and all because you chose to adopt. Man's best friend deserves better. They deserve good care, safety, and love from a family of their own. And with your help, we can save them all.
6: President Trump spoke at a memorial service for Lynette Hardaway on Saturday. Hardaway was better known as Diamond from the popular pro-Trump conservative duo Diamond and Silk. At one point in his remarks, Trump claimed he didn't know Silk at all, despite her saying in her introduction of him how great Trump treated them both. President Trump.
0: I just want to say thank you so much for believing in Diamond and Silk. He treated us just like Laura. He treated us just like the other children, Eric, uh, Don Jr., Tiffany. He treated us just like when we came around. When
10: Diamond and Silk came around, it was like we were part of the family. You
5: know, the world has lost one of its brightest stars star, but I see that you know, we have another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm, I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew, I knew diamonds, but I didn't know silk at all. I just learned about silk. You're fantastic. <laughs> what? what? Oh, my God. How did you say that? That's just not even... Uh, he also went... He was very... Uh, that's just not even true. That's not about close how long to lasted. But He complained. He started complaining uh, and, 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 and turned terribly, this, memorial staff, rude. this memorial service into a campaign speech railing against Democrats uh. and promoting the big lie and complaining that he was just how? there way too long. Uh. Oh.
3: Welcome so back to 1272 five, zero, oh, one, two, seven, two. It is twenty-one minutes after the hour, and welcome back into the serious side. Okay, once again, that was Donald Trump that was <laughs> at the at the funeral of you know, unfortunately, Diamond and Silk. You know, Diamond lost her life unfortunately, but these were two uh, you know, pro-Trump black folks and loved Donald Trump, invited him to come to the funeral, and he spent 45 minutes talking about his TV show, talking about how he got the election stolen from him, but then the icing on the cake. He comes and says he didn't even know Silk. And Silk, Uh before she introduced him, said he treated us like one of his kids. Oh, my God. So, listen. We're here to talk to you blacks for Trump. All you people wearing these t-shirts, do you understand that this man don't really give a damn about you? Jerome, he was at the funeral, and he talked about everything but diamond, and then he said, I don't even know, I, I just met Silk, which was a lie. I mean, man, what? Dude, come on, man. So this portion of the show, we're going after those Republicans, those African American Republicans who have these shirts in their closets, blacks with Trump. Jerome, you know, man, give give them some advice, man. Let's bring them back.
1: Let's bring them back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Go to LES. I'm, I'm not bringing nobody back. <laughs> yeah.
3: Come on, man.
1: Listen, listen, listen. I love my folks, but I'm gonna tell you this that folks will sell you out because they think that somebody ice is colder. I mean, there was this guy uh-huh. talking about how, you know, well, I'm not going to go into that because that'll get sidetracked, but there are people who love other people more than they love themselves and their family. So, you know, I would have kicked them out, though. I would have pulled the plug on them. Because you know how they do that when you talk too long at a funeral? Black folks, they're black. Uh-huh. They should have pulled the plug on them. That would have been hilarious. <laughs>
8: President Trump, I want to thank you for you treating us just like you
3: treated Eric, uh, Laura, uh, Don, Don Jr. He's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> I, mean, what, I mean, what is, Vanessa, you can't make this stuff all right. Come on, come on, Vanessa. Help me bring some of these black folks who are wearing these shirts. Help, let's bring them back. Come on, Vanessa, help me. Help me, Vanessa. Let's bring them back
10: them back? They need to stay there. Oh, wow. So there there you go. (laughs) I'm not bringing them back. I mean, they need to find their way back themselves so they can appreciate getting back. I ain't doing that. No. Leave them over there with Trump. Oh, boy. Some of the same black ones, that were black that I know about because I saw him over the Christmas holidays and he didn't lost his job and having received jobs. You know what? That's what you get. That is exactly
3: what you hear. So now I ain't bringing none of them back. I don't care what happens now. Now we're supposed. Now come on now, Miss. Well, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not even going to ask this guy hey, because me. I already know what his response is. Nah, he's not. That that guy is like kicking to the curb. I thought we're supposed to be standing up for our people. <laughs> I thought that we're supposed to find a way to lead those who are astray, bringing them back home. Okay. Hey, man, don't Mr. Elias, Surprise me, man. Surprise hey. me, brother. Surprise me.
9: I, I, I am going to surprise you and a statement oh. that, that, that my father used to say. He used to say, mother yeah. had you, mother loved you, you know the
3: rest. So, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you, you know, see, see yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a surprise. <laughs> you know, that's not a surprise at all. You know, Jesus Christ.
9: But I, mean, I, I guess so the dude, thing you is. You cannot <laughs> bring these people back. I got a, I got a friend, Right. We were playing yeah. we were at, at, at a friend's house playing cards and dominoes, and he said yeah. that he was doing bad in the stock market. So he said, have yeah. Joe Biden, bring Donald Trump back. And I said, well, that's because you're a lazy investor. I said, I'm doing pretty well mm-hmm. in the market because I, I listen to what the, the, what, what the president is talking about. They're talking about clean energy, so I'm mm-hmm. investing in, 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 in battery stations and all of that stuff, and I'm doing pretty well. But because you're a lazy investor in Trump, has made you a lazy investor. You're pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. So for you to say something like that, to take your voting rights away, you are really one of the dumbest cats I've ever been around, and I probably don't want yeah, to be boy. like you ever again. mm
11: mm-hmm.
9: yep.
10: Oh, my God. Yeah. Beth, you just call me a dumb, lazy investor because I let other people watch my money. Oh, wow. No, okay. you're, letting other
9: people, you're letting other people invest your money. Vanessa. This cat is saying he's not doing that. He said he's losing money in the market because, you know, because Biden's in office. he got nothing to do with Biden.
10: Oh, no. You listen to him.
9: Like, 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 like if you listen to like, uh, I invested in Eli Lilly, for those who want a little stock advice. Eli <laughs> Lilly, they just came out on the news and said that Eli Lilly is coming out with a, with a, a, a fat, uh, a, a fat um, drug that if you shoot it in your body, you're supposed to start losing weight. And they said it's gonna sell like hotcakes. So what, hey, hey, what, going what, going.
3: what is that gonna be on the market, man?
11: <laughs> what is that
9: gonna be on the market?
3: What is
9: they that said, gonna be they on the market? They said by the summertime. <laughs> they said by
3: the summertime. What this summer? is supposed to be their hottest seller, yes? Yep. Hey man, <laughs> send me that yeah,
9: stock yeah, too. Send me that stock. Jerome Jerome said that, that to me
1: about,
3: what, two or three weeks
1: ago? I was like, okay, yeah, I'm throwing I'm some money. Was, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember
3: doing that yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I'm damn, okay. I, I need to – wait a minute. So you're trying to tell me I need to, I need to start listening to and need to know basses all the way through? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my bad. Look, I'll be tuning in today. <laughs> so, I so, don't so, so, no. you, you might want to tell
9: your people to throw some money at Eli Lilly. I'm telling you. Because it's like it's like $300 a share right now, but you can imagine if that thing is the hottest seller, it's going to go to well over $1,000, $2,000 a share.
3: Easy. Hey, man, send me the stock. Easy. Send me the tip, dog. Send me the tip, man. I got
11: you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's been a beautiful
1: it. show so far. <laughs> <laughs> we have to register disclaimer. Not um, special whatever. You have
9: to read the disclaimer. Yeah, flavor. it's that, they say that stuff is going to be, they say they're going to they sell billions and billions of dollars of that, that, that stuff because it's going to fly off the shelves.
1: Trust so it's going to be high as heck, though. Like, I know
9: yeah. where this is you going. you're going to make the sure bottom dollar on that. Yeah. And, and you know the insurance companies ain't going to cover it, but there's going to be a
1: lot of people that's going to buy it.
9: It's going to be. Yeah.
1: So that's just the success. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because if you can get the gastric bypass surgery, and if that pill mm-hmm. is cheaper, then, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can see that. Well, there you go, folks. All You're right.
3: For the day. <laughs> Here it is. There you go. So, Look, you can't beat this show, Black History and Stock Tips. and I can give me a fat-reducing pill. Man, I am down like four flat tires.
11: <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> I'm about to listen to this show again. Let me make sure I, I didn't miss something.
3: <laughs> oh, my God, we got to go. Woo. I tell you what, that was good. All right, folks, on the other side, more stock tips and more play history. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Serious Side, 347 Wow. This is a good stop. We'll be right back after this. Oh,
11: man.
2: <laughs> Online radio at its best. <laughs>
14: A to blade, running on empty A smile so faint, barely even break the
7: child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance too? Learn more at nAAcp.org.
2: Online Radio Fest. Welcome back in 3478501272. It's
3: the Sirius out on a beautiful Sunday. Glad you guys are in the house. Glad you guys are spending a portion of your Sunday with me and us. And, of course, I never show the stage by myself. Let's say good morning to my big-sense, Mr. Neskamee-Belly, from the Macanella. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you?
10: Good morning black people. Good
3: morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. We are all in our places with bright, smiling faces. The man. <laughs> Smartest man in world, Mr. Jerome Sprees in the house. What's going on, Jerome man? How are you? Yes,
1: sir. I'm good, man. How are you?
3: I'm doing all right, man. Can you give us a tease? What are you gonna talk about today, brother? <laughs>
1: oh, man, I'll well, I already in. talked about <laughs> the okay. So maybe I'll talk about copy, and maybe I'll get them all in on the same show. Like I don't know. <laughs> uh,
11: okay, ready, ready to
1: go. We gotta definitely do some Black History. You know, we need to put some of that in there. So. That's what we're doing. Absolutely.
3: Mm. All right. Any more stock tips, perhaps? Maybe, perhaps? Okay. Yeah, I tune, in. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: tune
7: in. Tune in. Tune
3: in. You damn sure better tune in. Uh, that's coming up at the top of the hour. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning
9: to you and mom. Good morning, that's uh, good morning, uh, Kathleen Williams uh, Good morning, Miss Sister uh, Good morning, Real Dillian uh, Good morning, Mama B uh, Good morning, Mariana Music And Mary and the Music, that first song was by Avery Sunshine and it's called Blessing Me And the last song was by Anthony Hamilton called Pass Me Over and good morning, my brother Hawk and one of my brother Jerome Yes,
3: sir Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the World Famous Chat Room, if you don't mind, sir
9: I can only recognize Covina
3: Man this morning, my brother. there, Okay, that means, <laughs> well, recognize on, recognize on. All right, I want to say what's up to the pastor, what's happening, pastor, how you doing? Belinda is in the house. Now, this person says that they used to listen to our other show all the time, and they're surprised oh. that we don't remember them. Okay, so do you remember a Trina, Mr. Elias? Because I don't.
9: Uh, I can't say that I do, but I can't say I don't either. You know my
3: memories. You know, well were well, you just did Yeah, you, you're you, you trying. You're trying to play both sides oh, of the fence. You don't remember her ass either. You just say it. That's okay. You don't, don't remember. I don't remember. Know. She said she was an early well, listener of the show. And uh, anyway, all right. Well, Trina, uh, my apologies. We should know who you are, but my bad. We don't know who you are, but that's okay. We know who you are now. Then again, maybe once we uh-huh. go back and listen to some they old shows, maybe we'll only, figure out.
10: They just appreciate. get old
3: <laughs>
11: well, uh, <laughs> well
3: you know well, Thank you. I appreciate well Vanessa, that. you know, listen, you know, listen, we've just being honest, I think the oldest person around here is uh, who? That's what I thought. You. All then. <laughs> well, there you go. They're trying to put me on front street. I'll put your ass right back on it, Ching, ching. Oh, man. All right. Listen, for the last few minutes of the show, we're going to revive an old show that used to be on this thing. Let's listen to the topic, and then we'll talk on the other side.
7: Online radio at
3: its best. Yeah,
7: there's times where he passed off to a John Paxson or, you know, a Steve Kerr. Yeah, but when it's time to, to get a bucket, I mean, MJ was that dude to take over a game, averaging 40 in the finals one year, winning that championship. I mean, defending the best players. Right. I, I, I can't, he's just the greatest to me, man. Mean, Isaiah Thomas it come. Doesn't take away from, LeBron is awesome. Yeah. It's right. Best in our era I, that I've seen. He's the best. But the GOAT?
3: All right. For those of you all who have been listening to this network for a very long time, there used to be a show called Powerhouse Sports Talk Radio where we talk sports. So we're gonna spend the last few minutes of this show talking about a milestone that's about to be accomplished by one LeBron James. Within the next game or so, probably his next game, he is going to pass Will Chamberlain as the NBA no, all time no, leading. No. Sport.
9: What? No what? he won't. No he won't. He- no, he won't. Here's Kareem.
3: I'm I'll, I'll be passing. that. I'm sorry, me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, us, you know okay, I'm sorry. You're right. Kareem. My bad. I I had the right right team, right position, wrong name. My bad, sir. It's Kareem. I made a mistake. I misspoke. I knew this. So anyway, within the next game, probably he's going to pass. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the number one or is the greatest score in NBA history. And so you know what that means. We're starting to have this debate again about who is the GOAT, right? So now, you know, I want to talk to my brothers and sister. I don't know, if Vanessa, you know anything about this, but you can chime in as well. But tell me, Mr. Elias, I'm going to come to you, even though usually you get the last word on this segment, but I'm going to come to you first. Will he ever – well, let me ask you a question. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to misspeak for you. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time in your opinion? Hmm.
9: Hmm. I'm 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 hmm. gonna say the, the the same thing that Michael Jordan said. There is no greatest of all time. It's a cop Michael out. Yeah, it it's a cop no, it's out. not Michael Jordan said it's it's a you're cop not. out.
3: It's a cop out. It's a cop out. If you're talking about
9: if you're talking about cha- if you're it on championships, then it's been then it's definitely it's not based uh, on no champions. Right.
3: Stop it. You know what? You, you
9: now Mike, Michael I don't Jordan know why he transcended the in. game. Michael Jordan Michael Jordan transcended the game. Man, if, if that's what we're basing it on, he transcended the game. He made the game what it is today. So if that's what we're basing it on.
3: No, what you're you know, basing it transcended on. Transcended it doesn't the matter game. what I'm basing on. What are you basing it on? If I if, I, if I'm basing it on
9: championships, I'm
3: going with Bill rush. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm asking you what are you basing say is that what you're basing you know what Championships? mhm, yeah, championships, yeah, okay, so Bill Russell' is the greatest basketball player of all times in, in your opinion, yeah, mhm <laughs> yeah, whatever what about you jerome well, who's the greatest basketball player of all time who's the uh, goat brother
1: you know i I am not going to participate i i don't I don't know who would be a goat. Like, again, in LES's cases, do, Bill Russell wow. and, but like, yeah, because te- I think that these are <laughs> frivolous arguments for people to hate. That's why I know you're a Michael Jordan <laughs> guy, So and that's why we jumped on you when you said Bill Russell because you won't pay attention to LeBron enough to know whose record he's about to break. We know you don't like you LeBron. Know I,
3: you know what? You're, a <laughs> hater. You, you're just a hater. You, you're a <laughs> right. hater just like you is, so Thank whatever. You. I'll, I'll, I'm a cuss. <laughs> whatever. LeBron's
1: uh, versus his, the passing of Magic and all of these other oh qualities God. that he has. He's going to go up, like, what is he, like, fourth and assist or something? Like, that no, all around is is great. So, Mike yeah. transformed the game because people didn't even have sneaker really? deals until then uh-huh. Magic and Bird stuff came out with Converse, but he turned around the marketing of basketball with Michael Jordan. And I enjoyed watching mm. Mike like everybody else. But I can tell mm-hmm. you that that was a moment in time. You're talking about somebody on the court present. is very different. So the greatest rip in sports history is Mike Jordan because he had a three-year contract with Nike when they were making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they wouldn't even give him any more money. The Chicago Bull wouldn't give him no more money either. And they held him to his contract after he brought in all his money. He was the biggest sports rip in history. But LeBron has changed the game because his impact on the NBA is very different. When they were going to shut down the NBA because of Donald Sterling, that was LeBron in them. When your stars say, look, we ain't playing unless you get rid of this dude, and they do it, that is a whole other thing. So their impacts are very different, but their play on the court is also very different, and that's difficult. You know, as a basketball player myself, it's difficult to say who the greatest is. I think armchair quarterbacks do stuff like that.
3: Well, you know, you want to talk about changing the game. Okay, remember, Michael Jordan came around when there was no social media. And here's the other thing. What people don't know is the reason why NBC bid it on the NBA, they said, hey, is Michael Jordan coming back? Because we don't want it. If Michael Jordan's not playing, we don't want the package. Okay? So you can say what you want to say. Vanessa, let me ask you, who's the greatest basketball player? What, what, Darrell? What? Let me tell you something. <laughs>
1: and we also had three stations at one time. So everybody watched the Electric yeah. Company and Sesame Street. That what? don't tell you. <laughs> what did you say? We had three television networks at some point. So you can't say that talking to you. the greatest child's program of all time, I, I, knowing I, I that these four programs have more competition. <laughs>
3: I can't talk. To him. I can't talk to him this morning. I just can't talk to this guy this morning. <laughs> <laughs> talk to him. super <laughs> Vanessa, mad Vanessa, I can't flag. talk to him. Let's go through yeah. that say, we can do that. I can't do that. I can't talk to this guy this morning, Vanessa. Who's the greatest <laughs> basketball player? And, and, okay. and who's the best, greatest basketball player?
10: You know who? You it can is ask it? Bobby Jones.
3: You can phone a friend. You can no, phone a friend. I, no, for no, no, no,
10: that's the church. No, no. You know who it is to me. I'm gonna have to stick with the hometown, oh. and I'm gonna say, do not laugh oh, at me. Boy. Clyde and Oh my God! Oh my God! You drunk? Hometown Bye team.
3: Vanessa. Go to church. Go to church Vanessa. <laughs> Get back. <by>, pray. Pray <laughs> Vanessa. Go to church. Wow. You have you lost, have lost your mind. Oh my
1: God.
3: y'all, y'all are crazy. Y'all, y'all nuts. I.
1: I y'all are crazy. <laughs> It was Jordan that said that Clyde was just as good as he was and he just didn't know how to market himself. That was Jordan. Yeah, that's
3: Jordan I heard said he wasn't – Jordan said he couldn't touch me, and that's why he made a fool out of him in the, uh, in the uh, NBA finals that year. He was pissed off. That.
1: But he also he said he, that Clyde was the best up-and-coming that he just didn't market. Yeah, well, Clyde would experience. not sell his soul like Michael Jordan did. That's what Michael Jordan was Oh, you know what?
3: Now, okay, see, 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 I, never, I should have never I you know what? This is why Elias, these guys were never see, on our see, on my show. Want to talk oh my about god, me
10: and see? Thank
1: you, Jerome. Thank you, Jerome. See, 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 see? thank Elias, you. Elliot, didn't he say that about Clyde Jackson? Yes,
9: oh. he, he
1: did say that. He oh, did say that. Man, I'm getting
11: sick. He did say it, man. You
8: can look it up <laughs> and see and it. Go, hey, Okay,
3: fine, fine, okay. You know what? Fine. I'll give you all that. I'm going to ask you a simple question now. Let me forget the GOAT. Who's better between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, Mr. L.E.S.? (laughs) Now, answer that question. As a player. player. As a player, yes.
9: As a player,
1: Michael Jordan. What about you, Jerome? I'm going to go with the gunner, Michael Jordan, because Mike is relentless <laughs> on that.
3: Oh, my God. You yes. just, it's LeBron hate, man. You know, you're talking, what? Is. You're talking about black okay. black crime. You're committing it right now. You, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. of all people.
1: I guess right. I Kobe and Michael. Now, Michael. that's more of a comparison. Kobe and Michael Who's is better between Ron and Michael. Who's, Who's better between because Kobe,
9: Kobe told Mike, I will bust you up, and Mike said, you Yeah, might, but guess what? Yeah,
1: able. but go
3: back and, yeah, right. But go back and find what Kobe said. Look, there is no Kobe Bryant without Michael Jordan. There is no Kobe right. Bryant.
1: They had the same personality. They were both yeah. shooters first than anything else. They will shoot the ball. They're going to shoot it 90 times a game. They both will. LeBron is not that player. That's why the comparison of LeBron – I mean, of Michael – and Kobe is more relevant. Now, I think, I think Mike you get him, but I'm saying they both have the same mentality. They would probably fight 12 times after each point. They would probably mm-hmm. they just flat out start fighting. But that is who they are. That's a, You know, you play, play sports with people like that, whether it's football or yeah. basketball. We know people like that. Of course. Mike is a whole Of course, Yeah. LeBron's a whole – he's a freak of nature, and he will run Mike over. Mike didn't have the weight. But Mike would beat him just because Mike is one of those people who would throw the ball over the fence if he started losing. Mike is more human. <laughs> oh, I
3: mean. See, see, see.
1: You know, <laughs> you can never,
3: ever, ever on this <laughs> network open your lips and talk about black-on-black crime. You, folks, you are witnessing this guy, this dude no, right here. Yes, it is. Question. You,
1: this guy, you yeah, can I, never. I, I, I committed like four. Fix your lips. Yeah, but there he is. You can don't really what? count. I'll count it as one. <laughs> you,
11: <laughs>
3: you can never fix your lips and talk about black on black crime
1: again. You are, I mean, my God, it is blatant what's
3: happening right here. I normally don't like
1: this. I am telling you, it's a. I don't try to, to come, No, no, be who you are.
3: You Maybe. Be who you are, Jerome.
1: What? Maybe <laughs> be, I'm not. Be who you
3: are? Yeah, be who you are black on black crime uh, Go
1: ahead. it is a sports related black on black crime which is not the same it's not a real life one. Oh, now was, oh,
3: my god was, you know what
1: this guy is. oh man he's black Trump. He's oh, my, oh my god, god. this is oh oh black on black crime on hypothetical it's like what? again, oh, this dude man oh the my flash. god that's what your argument what? is two man and flat now oh the, my god Look, <laughs> Vanessa do oh, a of in your game with that Clyde Drexler. So I just want you to own oh, that. Oh well, that was just crazy. Just
3: like, Vanessa, <laughs> she been in sea too long. Too much seesaw going up her nose. She's crazy making some making a comment like that. That's that's crazy. Oh my I'm going god, crazy.
10: I'm going with the hometown. I don't care about nobody else, and that's all I know because I don't really follow it or care about the other team. So that's who jerseys I got stored away in case of something where they might be worth something. That's who I got.
3: Well, you can throw them away because you're not going to wear anything.
10: Him and the and uh, oh the guy who died gosh. in L. A. Him and the guy who died in LA, I bought his jersey when he was with the other team. What's that guy's name?
3: What 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 guy? What who you talking about? The one who was
10: killed. Kobe. Kobe the basketball Kobe, player Kobe, who was killed in that helicopter accident.
3: He was with the other team. What other team? What's that
10: guy's
3: Kobe. name? Kobe Bryant. Kobe, she's Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Kobe.
10: Thank Kobe. you, Les. <laughs> See, they just like you know to jack with
1: me, but that's okay. They're just not playing along with Jay today. My bad, Jay. Yeah. Be, I'm yeah. Bad. No, that's no, no. Y- y'all are, you <laughs> know be what, better, we
3: Dave. have we have a no getting high policy on this show. You can't get high <laughs> or get drunk before you come on the air. And what you witness, folks, I apologize as the executive producer of this show. Jerome is drunk. Mr. Elliott's probably been smoking weed. And Vanessa was on the chip too long. She just don't know what she's talking about. I am sorry. But, folks
1: in the words of tube, i heard weed is legal um give some of these to people <laughs> <That's it. laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you where's the iq
11: mm-hmm.
9: oh. that's not bad oh and cat oh. uh, williams or uh, cat williams said only only three side effects to a weed makes you hungry happy and sleepy so i <laughs> get with that i am definitely good with it mm-hmm. yeah
3: I bet you are. Oh my goodness, wow! I, I, I'm shocked. I'm just, I just thought that this would be like, hey, let me tell you something. I'm glad neither one of you two said anything about LeBron being the greatest because you know his record. He's lost six finals.
1: Oh, you six. can't measure it by that. You're talking about players. You're talking about his play. You want to call him the greatest because of um, other things. We can use stats to to prove LeBron's case. <laughs> Right? like that's no, You can't different.
3: use stats to prove his place. He's been playing since he was freaking in high school. So he had a so big matters, head start. Good it's
1: like. In freaking high school. You're blaming him for being good? You're blaming him no, for I'm being No, I'm not a blaming him for writer? being
3: good. I'm blaming. Oh, my God, he's a hater. I, this is a I'm blaming Michael,
1: Michael Jordan for smoking cigars and golfing and gambling. Because if he wasn't doing that and he was in the weight room lifting like Michael, like LeBron, <gasps> his butt would have been the <clears> game that long. But he didn't because he sucked when it came to that. And
3: that's not know a black old old life. We gotta go. We <laughs> gotta go. We gotta go. Oh my god, I'm dizzy. We gotta go now. We gotta go. This dude <laughs> lost his mind. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. It is southwest. Let's get our final thoughts on. I'm introducing this dude his and his show and I I can't be on the show with just, this dude. I can not b I can't I can't I can't. What? I
1: didn't even bring Would up, up just, his wife. I didn't bring up none of that. That oh, was oh, oh, time.
3: Uh, no, that you already committed it, sir. You already committed it, sir. It, 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 you know what? It, it, I got I to gotta do this. I, 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 I,
2: I, Online radio at its best. Uh,
3: All right, folks. I am so sorry we had to skip Pastor Steve's. State your case. I'll read some of your comments. I promise you I'll save them and read them next week because we have to go, and I'm getting dizzy. I just can't I can't be around. I can't be in Jerome's presence any more than five more minutes, so I got to. Vanessa... Give me your final thoughts so we can get this I got to go. This dude is crazy. Vanessa, final thoughts. Oh my goodness.
10: Oh, okay. Mm, mm, my mm, father, uh, father. It is a beautiful day. I just checked the time to get in the car. It is a beautiful day in Texas, just gorgeous. So I hope that wherever you are the sound of my voice, that you are safe and that you are warm and that you are blessed. So continue to pay for, pray for this country and to continue to pray for all of us on this show. Thank you so much for listening to us. And y'all have a blessed week. I love you guys.
3: Love you too. Man. Thank you, Vanessa. That was, when well, she was talking to the audience, Miss it's not you. But thank you, I was Vanessa. Talking to Father, thank you. She's telling, thank you, Vanessa.
9: you talking to everyone. Hateful
3: ass. Okay. What are you hate? <laughs> we love you too, Vanessa. Yours, 25 cents, Mr. Foul mouth. All right, uh, the smartest man in the world. Well, the s- smartest man in the world. I think, uh, Mr. Jerome is free, uh Final talk. too I
1: don't, I don't even know where this is. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm going to move my Michael Jordan comment to um, to global warming. No, I'm just joking. I'm going to talk about something else. So, so, you know, two days ago we had a negative. 28 degrees wind chill up in the seats, and now it's 40. Something else is going on in the world. So I was just joking with our whole conversation on sports because we get to lighten it up because something serious is going mm-hmm. on. So Don't hate um, Jay on LeBron James because he is the greatest player of this time. Everybody has to have one. Mike was the greatest generation of his and LeBron got him. Just let that go. Let that marinate. Alright. That's all I got. And Thank you, Jerome,
3: for thank you. Thank you so much. Uh the manager's the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E T S. Mr. L S man final thoughts. Well,
9: I, I am going to read what Corvino man put in the chat man, because that's my final thoughts. He says, I'm betting that the Santos is probably going to ban Black History Month and MLK Day next. Florida has a lot of immigrants, black people, and they don't share our legacies that those blacks with trumps are fools so that's my
3: final thoughts well said uh well said me man always bringing it back down to reality and my final thoughts is very short and sweet first of all thank you guys for listening to the show uh i echo vanessa's thoughts we you know you don't have to spend a portion of your day with us but you do regardless of whether you listen you know today or whenever but we appreciate you we appreciate you And uh, one last thing I have to say is uh, Mr. Jerome Esprit is a hater. And I just want everybody to understand that he's a black-on-black crime. We caught him red-handed today. Flashlight. He had his mask and gloves on. We caught him today. Black-on-black crime committed by the one and only, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit.
1: Nope. I I am not going to take that. I think that Mr. Kathleen is not it. here to make that judgment, and we need to go to the people court, Elias. <laughs> our, our oh, speaker. yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is.
3: There it is. Say, he's, still my, he's still my boy, and I love him to death. All right. Mr. Elias, <laughs> man, it's been Sunday. <laughs> We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's
9: time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show.
3: All right, folks, listen, once again, it's been a pleasure as always. So for Vanessa, for my boy, Mr. Jerome Esprit, my main man, Mr. Elias, I'm Jerry Ross saying have a wonderful work week. Glad to make you smile at the end every now and then we want to have a little fun. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And remember, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff most of the time. It is the serious side of the J Rod show. God bless. Have a wonderful work week. Don't go anywhere because on a need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Shree, is coming up next. Enjoy your week, folks.
11: Five, four, three.
6: The First Lady dazzles on election night in a...
2: Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge
0: allegiance to the flag of the United States of America.
3: All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. I will have to admit that I am not staying here with this guy. I will listen, but I'm not staying. Uh, Mr. Jerome Spree, man, what are you talking about today?
1: Bye. <laughs> I'm talking about Jay Brown for the whole show. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> but we're talking about you on this show. That's all We'll put. i will to put that out there. <laughs> and, and next week, you know, since the Super Bowl is coming up, there will be no black-on-black crime with Jalen Hurts and um, – I forgot the Kansas City. quarterback name. name? Patrick Bones. Oh, won't make. Make. Ah, God. oh my we God. Won't, we won't, we won't, we're going to ban it for real-life discussion. Those were hypotheticals, but we don't do real-life black-on-black crime. Just want to put that out there, Jay. Feel, feel confident, just in case you have that on your next who's going to win the Super Bowl thing, there will be no black-on-black crime with real-life people. All right? Okay. So, so Jay, Jay, Bowne, I told you I left. Okay. <laughs> I, I know I know you didn't because you, you're about to hate. So, haters don't really leave. They sit in the corner and wait for you to make a mistake. <laughs> so, here's the <laughs> That's what haters do. Oh, damn. He called me a hater. Oh, damn.
3: <laughs> you got me. You got me.
1: All right. You I got me. Say, that, that's what haters do. <laughs> All right. So we'll start... With a very light black history um, fact, you know, born in Providence, Rhode Island, on March 22nd, 1857, William Bell Downing designed the metal box with four legs and created this patent, which is now referred to as the mailbox. It was the street letter box at mm. the time, and he invented it um, to allow people to drop off, for the mail carriers to drop off and pick up. So wow. the old mailboxes, you know, letter carriers—they actually had them. They staffed them in those letter boxes, and then you can just go to the mailbox, take out the mail, and deliver it to whatever neighborhood you're in. That's how they used to do it. So it was created by somebody black for your Black History, um, your Black History moment. Um, yeah. I, I I I was doing a little research too.
9: It was a brother. <laughs> They uh, put out in front of a store, man, and this brother was such a bad carpenter that, mm-hmm. you know, he was tired of, tired of people approaching him, so he built countertops, man. And, it, and he's crazy
1: with building countertops for, 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 for grocery stores, man. Yes. It was, yep. crazy. It was a story where he, um, the the customers was getting too close to the owner of the stores and they were having too much conversation right. He was the first person to build countertops. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. so when you tune in the show and you act like the little things like you know dust pans and mops and stuff that black people patent, um, we, we don't get any credit for anything because everybody acts as if black people didn't contribute so mm-hmm. you know and I think I talked about this before that um, you know Henry um, Samson um, invented the cell phone you know he was a yeah. he had a in nuclear engineering. Uh, On July 6, 1971, he invented this gamma electric cell. um, And it was for nuclear reactor use initially, but mobile communications took a big step forward in 83 when he invented this cellular system that, you know, regulated for portable telephones and used um, radio waves. So people think that cell phones have always been a part of our existence. Not until, shoot, the 90s Cause if he if he did that in eighty three you know the government will take about ten fifteen years before they let something out so this guy Henry yeah. Ortiz actually was um who actually invented mm-hmm. a cell phone he also pie- in, um pioneered the study of um internal internal ballistics um and, and um I, I guess solid rock mo- motors for ballistic missiles uh-huh. and the use of high-speed um, photography as well. So Henry Sandler yeah. did all of those things. So anyway, um, and, you know, I, actually, there's a there's a. I know it's only um, 28 days for this month, so we get to throw you a little bit more Black History facts in one show <laughs> than we have to do generally. So, <laughs> um, you know, whites didn't consider um, blacks. And um, I guess whites, they said, um, did not consider so-called blacks in early Europe as being evil and dangerous. So this, this Scottish historian, this guy, um, David um, McRitchie, and he cites this, this writer of this ancient and modern Britain who claimed um, that they observed their black race as superior to um, the fair and fair in nature and strength. And respect to intellect, they are acute, um, accurate observers of nature, of natural phenomena, quick apprehension, and fluid in speech, and in their moral character, they are the least, they are least much superior to the populations of most of the lowland parishes. Most of the white nations, they said that they are morally superior in character. That's not me. That is Scottish historian David McRitchie. So when you want to go back in history, we need to give some of that too not just black history in the United States, but black. Hey. So, again, next week, we're going to talk about Muammar Gaddafi. I'm going to do some um, great stuff from um, uh, Francis Chris Welsing and just some other great people, but we definitely need to talk about this. And maybe towards the end of the show I'll I'll go in some more. So uh, on our first story, though, I want to say the U.S. economy added a remarkable 517,000 jobs last month as unemployment rate dropped to 3.4. It's the lowest level since 1969, and the report comes days after the Central Bank raised um key interest rates for the ninth time in the last year. So here is something How could you noticed. not vote for Biden, man? How could you not vote yeah. for this cat, man? That's
9: yeah, weird, we're gonna man.
1: we're gonna watch something phenomenal happen where Democrats are gonna be like, he's too old and then Republicans are gonna be like, he's what about his son? And our economy mm-hmm. is great doing great. Yes. But isn't it weird that just because so many people are employed, the markets will go yeah. up. But if they are yes. unemployed, then they're like, they well, it's stabilized my investment money. So rich people make out when people are not employed. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird?
6: So yeah, that's is. why
1: everybody's like, what about the interest rates and what about this? This is the markets playing with you. They would rather have people unemployed than employed because the consensus is if people are – that we don't have any more workers to sell our goods. We don't – People are leaving jobs and they don't want to work no more. Unemployment is low for a good reason. It's because the jobs that they have to select for, they ain't gonna take your crappy job just to stay there. <laughs>
11: exactly. To bad? exactly. So they
1: got yeah. choices. Yeah. So it's weird. Our economy is based up on what rich people feelings are about the markets, and so they raise interest rates. Or oh yeah, too many people have money, so prices are going up on everything. Because it's better that a few people have money, and then they'll lower prices to accommodate the people who are not working. That means you'll uh-huh. never get ahead. Yeah. Well, economists with the Dow Jones predicted only 187,000 jobs will be added in January, and it was 517,000 jobs. hmm uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, you know, the Texas Supreme Court bars this federal claim. Of an innocent man who was now freed from death row, so this death row exoneree cannot pursue. And I didn't have to play black or white. I should have played black or white on this. The federal, the death row exoneree cannot pr- pursue federal lawsuit over his incarceration since Texas gave him two million dollars because he spent twelve years behind bars, and the DA pressured <laughs> his girlfriend. <laughs> wow. He said that if you don't testify against him, we're gonna take, you're going to spend time away from your kids. Right? Wow. Wonder. He had, mm. he had proof, like cell phone records and stuff, that said that he was talking to his girlfriend. He had an alibi. And they still mm. suppressed all that information, sent him to jail for capital murder of a policeman in Houston, and sentenced him to death on October um, 2005. And he was released in 2015. And um <laughs> the moved to dismiss his case as insufficient insu- uh, insu- evidence. And uh, once the state case fell apart, then they said, oh, now we found his alibi while cleaning his garage. What the hell were they doing in his garage? But anyway,
11: <laughs>
1: so Texas wow. wow. agreed to pay this guy. I guess I can't say his name. He he agreed to pay Alfred Brown around two million dollars. Now, two days before Christmas two thousand twenty, he received nine hundred and eighty thousand dollar check from the state and it agreed to give him the rest in annuity payments for the rest of his life. I'm not understanding this. How do you give somebody one um one million dollars? One million two hundred thousand uh yeah, two $1,020,000 for the rest of their life when you don't know when he's going to die. How do you give him annuity pay- payments?
9: Really? Really? If
1: you think he's <laughs> going to die next year or the year after, do you give him two lump sums? Right. Like, how do you draw that out? Right. right. will do stuff just to hang yeah. over your head. So he wanted to sue them federally, which he has every right mm-hmm. to do. But the Texas Supreme Court said, no, you can't sue us federally because you got state money. I would <laughs> listen. I would sue the Supreme Court because Republicans do this all the time. I would sue the Supreme mm-hmm. Court over their ruling and take it to the U.S. Supreme Court. And when they say that they yeah. he, they can't do that, then I would sue them federally, in federal court. That's not breaking his his um his agreements. He's not suing the officers. He's going after the Supreme Court on trying to overturn their ruling. I would take every. Um, $989,000 I got, and I would sue their asses just to get another $10 million from them. I'm just saying. Mm. I know. It, it makes you hot, you know, just generally on this Black History Month uh, thing about injustice. This is all we're dealing with. Now, a deal, yeah. to re- a deal to redevelop the Oakland Coliseum is now the center of the largest public land transfer to black investors in San Francisco Bay Area, 171-year history. And, man, I wish Kavina was on. Maybe he might have some information about what's going on in that area. Uh, But the Oakland city leaders officially signed a new agreement on Thursday with the African American Sports and Entertainment Group to negotiate a 50% interest in the Coliseum Complex, um, the long the home of the local sports team like the Oakland A's. They played in the Coliseum for years. So um, well, the A's manager have blamed the Coliseum's conditions for um, their desire to build a new bar, ballpark in West Oakland. So the goal, which East Oakland leaders have criticized, but um, the Oakland-based, black-founded African-American Sports and Entertainment Group, Um, The Coliseum represents a major Economic opportunity for East Oakland And they don't know if they're going to get Women's sports in there or whatever But they're revamping the Coliseum In East Oakland So yeah I to make sure we say that Now the um, A CDC poll finds the majority Of Americans supporting Banning all tobacco tobacco Product lines for the first time Now I don't know where this is going to go Philip Morris and R.J.R. Reynolds and all those guys own everything now. I don't care how much you uh, sued tobacco companies. They still, I mean, they bought General, what was it, um, General Foods and and um, R.J.R. bought Nabisco years ago. They're in everything. You're not getting rid of tobacco, by the way. So the Center yeah. for Disease Control and Prevention found that support for the ban is surging. Experts say... The public was ahead of policymakers and even um, public health officials. Okay, I'm going to tell you, you can do all the surveys you want to. You ain't happening. I'm just going to put that out there. Because you know what they're going after, right?
9: You know where they're going oh, after?
1: Yeah. You know they're what they go going after. Because when they say all the products, you know what they're going after, right?
11: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cigarettes will be thirty five dollars a pack but we'll still get cigarettes. They wanna ban uh any kind of marijuana. Let's see where this is going. That's a damn shame. So, That's a yep. damn shame. Yep. Now the C D C issues um urgent warnings over the contaminated eye drops um feared that have killed one patient and made several go blind. So it's uh I don't wanna say it's it's uh, is there any care? EZRI Care Artificial Tears are believed to be at the center of 50 eye infections across 11 U.S. states between May 17, 2022 and January 19th uh, of 2023. So if you
5: have that yeah. eye care stuff,
1: artificial tears, um, take it out of your cabinet. You know, I have a wow. a friend whose mother is, um, she was one of the first black. Um, women to do laser eye surgery. She's like 11 mm-hmm. of them in the country did. So she's a black history fact in herself. So uh, maybe I'll talk about Dr. Norton at some point. But um, her um, daughter and son worked in the office, and he always told me never put eye drops in your eye or eye ho- no. alcohol. They'll dry your eye out. So then you'll need to put more eye drops in. Mm. So I I forgot what he suggested using, but he was like, don't use that stuff. But she's, she's one of the first in the country um, to do laser eye um, surgery. And she had an African Eye Foundation where they did different countries in Africa as well, in West Africa. But, um, mm. yeah, so don't do that. Now, mm. uh, 1,300 tons of Goya canned sausage and other brands are recalled. In the U.S., over fears of contaminated foodborne pathogens, so Conagra mm. Brands, based in Fort Madison, Iowa, has recalled um, uh, two million five hundred eighty-one thousand cans of uh, the beefed meat. The brands who products are recalled are Goya, Kroger, and Great Value. And we're talking Vienna sausages is what the mm. logo was. They didn't say Vienna sausages, but they were like their foodborne pathogens in canned sausages. Canned sausage.
11: No.
1: I'm gonna go with the Vienna sausage. I would For have to also, agree with you. Yeah, also in our um, in our scary food news, 27 tons of <laughs> deli meat was recalled over fears of con- contamination with listeria. So really. Yeah, the food poison. Mm. Drug that um, is deadly to seniors and pregnant women. So the U.S. Department <laughs> of Agriculture, the USDA, issued the recall of eight products on Sunday, including Propler bands as Boar's Head, um, um, Dell. I don't know. I never heard of the Dell Duca. Dusha D U C A. And this is not M uh, I M E I D J E R. I don't know what that brand is either. I know what Boar's had because they ran a lot of commercials, but hey, seven, twenty-seven tons of deli deli meat. Now this scares me from going to um, any kind of sandwich place now because you don't know what is in there. They like, make me a sandwich. <laughs> You're like, I, I want a. You there, brother. You're not lying there. Wow, <laughs> that gets a little scary. Now uh, electric car, cars cause. Uh, a significant fall in asthma hospital admin- admissions. Like the first of its kind U.S. study is showing that um, researchers from the University of South Carolina, or sorry, Southern California, found three percent drop in asthma-related emergency visits for every two percentage jump in the number of electrical vehicles in each zip code. So they're saying that electric cars definitely contributing to I mean, it's the exhaust system stuff that's causing asthma anyway. So anytime there's a 2% jump in your zip code of of um, electric cars, the um, hospital rate for asthma-related emergencies are going down. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. That says a no, lot. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that is a lot. All right, so <laughs> unattractive people are more likely – to keep wearing their mask in post-COVID area according <laughs> to <a new> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can believe it. Mm-hmm. So researchers from South Korea reported that in the post-COVID world, people who consider themselves attractive are less inclined to wear face masks in order to make a good first impression. I can't keep all this fineness mm. locked up. That's what that is, like that Billy Dee thing. Uh. So they say if wow. you believe that you if you believe that you're attractive, you'll want to wear a face mask. Uh, 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 <laughs> there are so many wow. this week, but I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess to the adverse of that, like it must be to some people's advantage to have one on. But I'm just I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying that's what the study does. No. And I
9: agree because I seen I seen this one young lady man. I was like, damn. I mean, when she
1: uh, took her mask off, I was like, "Okay, I can see why." Mm-hmm. I am mm. glad Jay, Jay's listening. I'm glad Jay's not here because he'd be cutting on us by now. Yeah, <laughs> but it is true. It is true. Like you, but I can't recognize people with masks on. I someone came to me in, in um, and said, um, "I know you," and I was like, "No, mm-mm. <laughs> right?" And she took her mask off. I was like, "Oh, okay," because you know, yeah, mask is, is a little bit, it is really hard to see people in their mask. But I can see your point. Like, your expectations of people, and they take their mask off, you're like, that's not who mm-hmm. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people who believe that they're more attractive. I don't even think it's people who believe that they're more attractive. I think it's. it says that unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing them, is what this study mm. suggests. Okay, well, mm. I, again... Our vanity, we can't, you know, our misogynistic stuff that women will probably yell at us about. Uh, We'll do a relationship show at another day. (laughs) But anywho, we won't get into that too much. All right. So using prescription sleeping pills may raise the risk of dementia by 80%, according to a new study. A San Francisco-based researcher found that older adults who took sleeping pills frequently we nearly eighty percent more likely to develop dementia compared to people who rarely take them. So be careful wow. on your sleeping pills. Yeah. yeah mm. Yep. Drink, drink plenty of water. Drink tea. Drink something else. Sleeping pills uh, is having a bad effect apparently. Mm. Now, um, Apple has fiercely criti- it has been fiercely criticized over Black History Month fitness tra- challenge that awards um, people with Unity Awards if they work out more. Now, um, the tech giant tried to encourage users to be more active to honor Black History as a part of Black History Month, and um, it is uh, I don't even know what to think about that. So Apple could have did a lot of things, but the fitness challenge is kind of taking a shot at Black people, I guess. Saying Um, we have a fitness challenge for you for Black History Month. Well, hey, might as well fast and um, play lotto and do some other things. We can just make anything <laughs> black history Month, can't we? You know? Yeah, that's it's just like, go to, Yeah, go to the dog track. It's black history bus. Like, whatever your mm. thing is is what you're going to put. Really? All right, now, now, if you're in Hong Kong, Hong Kong criminalizes um, CBD and ranks it in the same category as heroin and cocaine. Because wow. they say the benefits lack scientific proof, so consuming CBD um, containing products, including teas, skincare, chocolate, is now punishable by up to seven years in prison and a fine of one million um, Hong Kong dollars, or mm. one hundred
11: twenty-seven
1: thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. But yeah, wow. they're banning and making a criminal to have CBD. This is a public service announcement to Brittany Griner. If you choose to not go to Russia, don't go to Hong Kong. Because anything that you yeah. have, I'm sorry, I know yeah. that's a bad joke, but I'm just saying you don't want to bring anything into these countries that's doing that. Um, yeah. And that's not a black on black crime for for Jay's sake. It really isn't. <laughs> so, or or Charlie Sheen, don't go. Like I could I could just do this right. all day. Right. Hilton, right. Don't go to Hong Kong. You know, because her. Her Vegas stint, well, she didn't really do no jail time, so um I guess she can go anywhere she wants to. She's a little lighter skinned than everybody else now, uh, now Beijing um foreign ministry last night slammed Washington for shooting down the spy balloon. Did you see that? Yeah, remember the spy balloon that was coming coming across the u s mm-hmm. So they described right. it as a move they said it's a clear overreaction and a serious violation of international practice. Um F twenty two rapid fire jet which cost something like I don't know, um two hundred million dollars, some really expensive fire jet. Uh a fighter jet shot down the balloon with a sidewinder missile at about two, I guess it's at two thirty eight PM on Saturday. Those missiles are about two hundred or sorry, they're about four hundred thousand dollars each, but they shot it down off the coast of South Carolina, and Beijing issued a statement um, saying that it reserves the right to make further response if necessary, and China will um, routinely safeguard its legitimate rights and interests of company concern and reserve the right to make further responses if necessary. So they're a little mad, but they lost it. Shot it down. Mm -hmm. They should have. They should have shot it down. So you know there's another balloon in South America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now they said it's a third one. And then now the source said that it's a a third balloon likely operating near the U.S., but they they would not reveal its location. And um, the first balloon was discovered and shot down on saturday but they think that it, they said that there's another one they should just go shoot it down but they can't shoot it down over yeah. over populated areas because they don't know what's in it is why yeah. so it was in montana yeah, on wednesday missouri on friday and um mm-hmm. oh sorry and then on january 28th it was spotted over um alaska so yeah, yeah. it's been it's been hovering for a while but yeah, yeah they should shoot it there And what Jay said, that they didn't even know it came into our airspace. I was like, what? Oh, no, they knew. Mm -hmm. Well, they knew when it hit Alaska. But remember, the jet stream is low. That's why we're having bad weather in the northeast. So what Mm -hmm. happens, they think that it's self-guided, but apparently when it's above a certain height, the jet stream has dipped, like, for the north. I don't mean to be a meteorologist on this, but it dipped almost down to, like, West Virginia, Kentucky, South Carolina, where it's normally above New York State. So if it would have stayed along the path of the regular jet stream, it wouldn't have hit the U.S. But since our weather, I mean, it's going back up now, but that's why our weather went from a negative 28 wind chill to now it's like 45 degrees out is because that jet stream moved. So once it went south, that balloon just took the path that the air was taking it. Uh, Even though they said it might be a little guided, but they probably did lose that balloon. So (laughs) who knows? Who knows? All right. Now, more Banana Boat sunscreen bottles are recalled after they were found to contain cancer-causing chemicals, benzene. So the Banana Boat's parent company, um, um, Parent Farm Edgewell, personal care company that's in Sheldon, Connecticut, has added a fourth batch of... S P F um thirty, hair and scalp spray to the recall initiated last summer. <laughs> they put <putting> everything <laughs> in this So I didn't know you had health <laughs> hair scalp spray that was um was that was sunscreen.
11: <laughs>
1: I thought sunscreen was sunscreen that they just put it on their arms and their chest and their head. But apparently there's a hair and scalp spray. Really? I didn't know that either to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I was going to be smart and say, because we don't need them, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah,
11: yeah. I'll I'll
1: let that one go. Yeah. Mm. Now, now, now an ex-ABC News reporter is charged with transporting child porn nine months after he went into hiding in April when the FBI raided his home. So James Meek, I don't remember him, a celebrated investigative reporter resigned from the network via email just hours after heavily armed agents swooped into his penthouse apartment in Arlington, Virginia, in April. He was like, "Um, by the way, I quit.
4: Wait, hold
1: up, police. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that phone call. Wow. pick up, pick up. I see them pulling up in front of the house. (laughs) I don't know why he had, (laughs) I I, I guess not to be fired or to keep your pension. I don't know how that would go. Because if you fire, fired, mm. you know, they can cut off your benefit. But if you resign, right. you know, maybe you Cobra or something. going to be in jail with Cobra. Like, he's like, I'm going to need to keep my insurance. <laughs> All right.
11: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, in Trump news, and dotard news, you know, um, Stormy Daniels said, thanks for admitting that I was telling the truth about everything. So Stormy Daniels, like, torched uh, – go-tart after he denied having an affair with her and called her horse-face. I don't know why they had to put this in the news story but Stormy Daniels hit back at Trump over alleged hush money payments and she insists that she slept with Trump in 19 uh, or 2006 while he was very married, married and she claimed that he was paid to, she was paid to keep her quiet so apparently in her testimony she just came out and said that um they released a tape from his, um, what do you call it, his deposition. And once they released uh-huh. the tape, he actually admitted that he slept with her. So that was her response, is thanks for admitting and uh-huh. telling us about everything. After all of that time and people like, he didn't sleep with her, you know what? Okay. I don't uh-huh. know too much about women in porn or guys in porn. I don't know nothing about this. But I would... I would bet that they have nothing to lose when they blow somebody to, out of the water for sleeping with them.
11: Mm-hmm. Their fame is gone
1: as far as that's concerned. It's like, nope, I slept with that person or I slept with that. I don't think that they would actually lie. I mean some people do lie. Yeah. But in this case, But he why would paid. she lie? Exactly. Nah. Right. You know, somebody went to
11: right.
1: jail over it. Right. <laughs> oh well what is his name? Michael Cohen. When, yeah, when Michael jail was, went to jail payments from Trump. Yes. And like he said, how does he not go to jail, and right. I go to jail for, <laughs> you know, for delivering the payment? But he don't get—he mm-hmm. don't go to jail for paying her. How's that a thing? Mm-hmm. Right. So that whole thing was because he's president. They didn't want to, um, you know, they couldn't arrest him or they didn't want to. But they could arrest him now, mm-hmm. and we don't know why he's not getting arrested. Well, I'm right. sorry, I think. I think we kind of do know. <laughs> All right. Now, Utah's governor, um, Spencer Cox, a Republican who held office since 2001, just signed a Senate Bill 16 on Saturday, which will outright ban sex change surgeries for anyone under 18. The bill will also prevent children from starting her, her, um, hormone therapy, including puberty blockers, I didn't know that was a thing, without a formal diagnosis, diagnosis of gender dysphoria dysphoria. And so Utah joins a growing number, a growing list of states that have moved to ban or restrict this type of care for minors, along with Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Florida, and Texas. Those <laughs> all guys have something in common. They all have Republican governors. Mm-hmm. And again, I know we talked about DeSantis, but isn't that nuts that they really find it beneficial to push agendas on people. Like I, and I'm not vouching or, or, or suggesting that anybody should or should not do anything. But it's interesting that those guys feel like they want to restrict everybody else's move, movement while at the same time getting back on Twitter was a priority. And we were hindering yeah. Republican freedom from being able to say whatever the heck they want to even though they knew they were lying. It's their right to lie, is what they're saying, and now they're I, 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 judgment. I listen other to people. these
9: hypocrites all the time, man.
1: They always the time,
9: well, it's this stupid, this stupid, that stupid, this stupid. And I'm like, well, what you are saying is stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay. that, if that's what they want to do. God bless them. I don't care. Leave me out. Right. Leave me out of it. That's your business. I don't. You know, I don't have to agree with. it. I don't have to disagree with. it. But that's your business. That's how you want
1: to get out. That's how you want to get out. I'm done. Right. I'm out of it. Yeah, I have a live and let live policy. Like, I have no I don't care what's inside your house. You just can't do it inside of mine. So just give me the freedom to control my own space, and you can do whatever you want in yours. Right. But, you know, that's not their way. They're like, we don't want you learning black history. We don't want you learning anything about race. We don't want you showing the pictures of our ancestors hanging people and all of that. It's true, Hmm. but you know they want to control what other people can and cannot do, which is crazy. Right. right? Mm-hmm. You know? Now you know. Well, I'm not. This will be a black and black crime, so I'm just going to do the story right out. I was going to tie them both together, but singer Beyonce announced her first world tour, tour in seven years, and um, mm-hmm. she's taking her latest album Renaissance on the road. So um, she begins her tour in Europe <laughs> this May and is concluding it in America. On in September. Now, the reason I was mm-hmm. going to tie this together is because I have seen ticket prices because they're getting sold out all mm-hmm. over the place. But some of the ticket yeah. prices are like nine thousand dollars. Yeah, that's on, that's on that's on the
11: main floor. Yes,
9: yeah, nine thousand. It's twelve hundred in the blue
1: section <laughs> <laughs> you No. Know, so the trick is, I think when I kept looking at social media on this, people were like, "You shouldn't have to mortgage your house." To go to a Beyonce concert, but at the same time, you got an iPhone. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you get yeah, to decide right. what you want to do in life, and if that is the kind of money, and she's still getting sold, sell, selling out, um, mm-hmm. she can charge whatever she wants to. I'm
9: going to say, God bless her, because she ain't going to never see me at a concert. Mm-hmm. Right. I just been that kind right. of money going on a concert. You know, I'm sure
1: mine, man. Look.
9: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All I'm going to say is uh, go see Mary J. <laughs> like go see yeah, somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there are other concerts that are a little cheaper, but yeah. if that's what people are paying her, I don't. Hey, I say go get it. As far as that's concerned, yeah. because if she mm-hmm. didn't, somebody else would take that money. Oh
9: God, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? So what mm-hmm. happens with artists? It'll get this that only the top artists can demand more from the gate because of the and there's a lawsuit with Ticketmaster and Live Nation anyway because they want to merge. Right. And right. they set those ticket prices and those fees out of thin air. So hmm. they get these contracts from the artists with these exclusive contracts to send them on tour and and maybe this is a Ticketmaster deal too. Maybe this is not Beyonce per se setting those prices. That might be Ticketmaster hmm. and those guys setting prices for cuz the, the audience that they think that she's gonna get can afford to pay those prices. I would you know mm. like to hear what she says about that but it may not it may not be her, she's not probably not setting those prices. They're probably like Ticketmaster or Live Nation is like, hey if that's what we can get, we're paying her X amount of dollars anyway so we're gonna do this. Mm. But I have a tendency to think that Beyonce's freer than that. Beyonce and Jay Z I think they can skirt around other people, you know, sifting money off of them. Yeah. So whoever the promoter is is who's setting those prices. Among, she probably has a good cut-up, though, but she's probably not setting the price. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she's going to get ripped off at all. But don't blame her. That would be a black-on-black crime. So since Jay don't know the difference in them, blaming her for something that she's not doing is just kind of criticizing her. Which, if Madonna can get that kind of money, Madonna would have took it and we wouldn't be saying anything. No. No. Um, now, a two-time WNBA champ Brianna Stewart signed with um, the New York Liberty, um, and she's joining another MVP, Jacquel Jones, and top draft pick, um, oh, Sabrina, what's her name, Aya Newsy? I think that's that girl's mm-hmm. name. She was a Kobe kind of pro to say, right? Remember she was at Oregon or someplace? Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. They have, they'll have the league's most star-studded roster, and one of the um, women's best basketball players on the, um, on the planet, Brianna Stewart, who's from the area that I live in. I, um, her father and those guys go down to the local Y, so she's been going there since she was little, but she's from this area. But she's now going um, to the New York Liberty is what she announced. So. Um, she's WNBA MVP. I have a lot of things to say about the WNBA, but I'm not going to say it. I'll let that, I'll let that marinate. Be <laughs> like because cause you know they can, like she's she's one of the advocates of saying that they shouldn't have to take commercial price. Do so you know there's a rule that says that no club can put their um, teams on on um, private jets. Really? Yeah. So you know the guys. So the WNBA. The, the WNBA. They can't. It's against the rules. You can do it in the NBA, but not the WNBA. Yes, because I guess they feel like some of the other teams won't have um, the ability to have private jets. But, hell, they're part of the NBA now. Make it a part of your television package and fly them. But, yeah, they fly commercial. As tall as some of those ladies are, I don't know mm. what's politically the political these days, women, ladies, or whatever, but uh, 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 as tall as they are, because that used to be the excuse for men. You know, you have people six, eight, seven feet. Those seats. I am not that tall, and those seats are tight for me. You know what I mean? Your knees mm. up against that. Yeah. So. That's all right.
9: So, when I fly yeah. Southwest, I
1: always grab the emergency yeah. right the seats. <laughs> yeah, I have to stick my leg down the aisle. Like I kind of like mm-hmm. sit sideways, just because it's not—it's right. not a lot of leg room. So for right. the women of NBA to have to go through commercial too, Um, I'm not saying they should have the same courtesy of the men. The men bring in a ton more revenue, but since they're under the NBA's umbrella, the NBA can cover up the cost of that because a lot of those teams, I guess the owners are billionaires, so they probably own their own planes, but I, I think that they can work something out with their local team. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't um, doubt the it. Minnesota team can deal with the Timberwolves, can deal with the women in the WNBA. They can share services if that's possible and use their jets mm-hmm. or something. They should yeah. work that out on them. So, yeah. I didn't know that was so,
11: happening,
1: man. Yeah. Yep. So, Bri- so Brianna Stewart, who's going to New York, obviously goes to New York strategically because she was on Seattle's team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, New York is the biggest media market, so they're trying to bring attention to something. But from New York not Mm -hmm. winning, it's problematic for their league because that's the biggest Mm -hmm. media market. So I think that was was strategic. They're they're pulling a LeBron James move.
11: Those guys (laughs) are
1: smart. When you're Mm -hmm. a free agent, go go anywhere and make your own team. I said,
9: it's a bunch of people. Amanda Sloop. She got to mm-hmm.
1: Chicago, showed to Candace Parker. he was like, "All right, see you later." Yep, and they left. Yep, yep. Got out of she got out of L.A. She was like, "I'm out, I'm going yeah. back home." So yeah, I, and people don't give LeBron James credit for that, and that's what I'm saying. That whole hating on that dude is just crazy to me. But speaking of LeBron James, he moves within 36 points of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA's all-time scoring record, and he'll. You know, and and Jabbar said that he's going to attend the home games of the Lakers um, against the Thunder and the Bucks over the next week um, to pass the torch to um, LeBron. He was actually I read some of um, his um, statements about it. He actually was actually pretty cool about it. He said, "Well, I hope the the record lasts as long for him as it did for me." And he had, yeah, I I think he had a statement too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember how many years he had that record, but you know, he he just said. I mean, he was cool about it. And Kareem like had 38 things. years. 38 yeah, years. See? Yeah. And the irony is, he has 36 points to catch a 38 year record. Right? Like, here's what I want to happen. This is what I'm wishing behind everybody's back. I want, I want, I want LeBron to have a 60 point game on the day that he breaks that record. I just want him just to light that piece up. Because when, <laughs> uh, what's going to happen is that L.A. is a big media market. It is Hollywood. And if he has a big showing, like what, Kobe had like 80 in his last game? Did he have like 80 points? 81. 80 at one point? 81. Yeah. I love those stories. He's like, I'm going out with a bang. That's a movie, you know, in the making. So I want him to have, you know, I said 60, but maybe he should have an 80 <laughs> in that game. Did you, did you do- like, Did did you ever see the commercial with Kobe and
9: uh, Jalen Rose? No. And 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 he walks through, because you know he's called the 81 on Jalen Rose, right? No, (laughs) I didn't realize that. Yes, so Jalen Rose walks through and he says, Jalen, Jalen, how's it
2: going? How's it
3: going? You doing all
9: right, buddy? He said, yeah, I'm doing all right, Coach. How's it going? He said, you enjoying retirement? He said, yeah, I'm a enjoying retirement. How about you, brother? How you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. When in the, and the waiter comes, I said, so what do you have, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Brian? What do you have? He said, I'm going to have a vodka martini. He said, well, how many hours? He said, 81. Um, <laughs> 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 and, and, and he looked at and, and him and him and uh, uh, Jayden Rose looked at each other, and he said, now just give me two. It's a joke. He knows what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> it was like um, damn, <laughs> That was funny. Yeah, yeah, I. That is, that is funny. I didn't know he scored it while Jalen was on him. But nothing he could do. He was throwing up. He was throwing up some bombs. I watched. Um, I remember watching that. You can't stop actual, that boy. Which is they actual. couldn't stop him, man. They could not stop. Him. Yeah. Was nothing to do with that boy that night? Yeah. Now I, I guarantee you, if LeBron was that hot, LeBron would literally stop shooting. There are people who play like like he would get other people because now they're going to be on you, so he's a passer first kind of guy, and he's like, they jump up on me, you near the basket." Kobe and Michael Jordan will have people open all over the place, and they're going to shoot. Right, I used to watch them like that is damn sure, right? So, in in Michael's defense, what Michael said before was that um, I think the theory was. He practiced with those guys, and he knew they weren't putting in any commitment, so he wouldn't defer to them. That's
9: what Kobe like, said, too. He, mean, said, yeah. he said, yep. I practice with you. You ain't putting the work in like I am, so I know you're not prepared.
1: Right. So he wouldn't pass. Now, so that that's understandable. I'm not mad at Mike for that. But, you know, but how it looked to me as a consumer, as a, as a viewer of the sport, he was like, that dude's open. And he's like, no, I can't trust him with that shot because he doesn't even, he don't even work on his game. So yeah, and they said that about Kobe. They said Kobe, I can't remember who the player was that said that. Um, that Kobe, they came in to work out um, or something, and Kobe was already in the gym, and Kobe kind of convinced the guy. He was like, man, I'm almost done. You shouldn't work out blah, 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 and he said, I thought I'd take the day off and not work out, and he said, i come back and Kobe's still in the gym. <laughs> you know?
9: Williams. Kobe. Jason Kobe Williams.
1: Played. Who was it? Jason
9: Williams for,
1: for the Bulls. Jason Williams for the Bulls. Oh,
9: Jason
1: Williams, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kobe was playing mind games with them, but he, like LeBron, they're putting their time in on the gym, in the gym and on the court. You can't get mad at those dudes for being good where people criticize them. I'm like, no, they're committed, you know, to doing what they're is, doing. Because Kobe, Kobe said that the, uh, when they had the Redeemed team, did you ever
9: watch that? The, no. The, uh, the, 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 the doctor on the Redeemed team, watch it, man. It's, it's dope because Kobe said they, 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 the, the guys, they won their first team, the game against one of the competitors, and they went out to go celebrate. And they said when they came back in, Kobe was he was in there, and he he was he had already worked out, and got his weight lifting in, and this was, he said he it was like five in the morning, and said Kobe had his bag and he was going to work out. He yeah. set the tone for the redeemed Team, right? He said that this is the kind. Of, he said nobody. He said I want to show you this because nobody cannot work, it. and nobody anybody in the world cannot work as hard as I can. I'm like damn,
1: right? Wow, <laughs> right, <laughs> mm. and and even. Even when they showed the Olympics, when uh, I can't remember who said this, but it was like Kobe said he was going directly at Gasol's chest mm. when, mm-hmm. when um, first play of the game. That was a revenge, yeah, right? bro. Yeah, that was a revenge team, and he did <laughs> like <that>. straight <laughs> at him, his own his own teammate and the mm-hmm. godfather of his child. He was like, "I'm taking him mm-hmm. out to send a message," and Kobe mm-hmm. did that. Like those guys are competitors. <laughs> out yeah, man. I don't even He's know what He was a
3: competitor, man. He didn't play for
1: yep. them with and man. man. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were focused. So to in, in Lil Jay's defense, Michael Jordan <laughs> was worse than Kobe. But you know who was worse <laughs> than Michael <laughs> Jordan? Larry Bird. Who? Larry yeah. Bird was one of the dirtiest yeah. players in the league.
11: Yeah. And he and he just, you know.
1: anybody who played with Larry Bird was like, no, he he was dirty. It wasn't mm-hmm. that he wasn't good, but any advantage that he can have, he was tenacious. So mm-hmm. the way basketball was played back then, Michael Jordan got that because they used to knock him on his butt when he first came in the league.
11: Mm-hmm. And so
1: he had, to, he had to, once he built his own toughness, Michael Jordan started talking noise. It's just because those guys before him were, basketball was not, was a, it was always a contact sport. So mm-hmm. it was not a soft game to play you know we remember yeah, those games we remember those games with oakley and um what's those guys mm-hmm. uh anthony mason and all the like, yeah Ritma 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 Horn. Ritma Ritma Horn. Yes. yeah
9: the catch
1: was cold man they, they didn't like sure. yeah i, I remember you gotta, you I, I remember seeing isaiah uh isaiah thomas talk about that he said if you look at some of the earlier games with um What's his name? Um Lane Beer getting punched yeah. by other people in games. He was like at some mm-hmm. point we had to turn that around. We need to need to know that if we're gonna be competitive, we need to be tougher. Mm-hmm. So by the time Leb um Lane Beer and them guys start getting rough, John Sally and those guys was there in Mahorn and uh Rodman, then people kept saying, Oh, they the dirtiest team in the league. No, y'all didn't care when they was getting beat down by everybody else. Mm
11: hmm. Yeah.
1: John Sally John said he seen uh,
9: Who was it Lamb Beer and uh, Rick Mahorn, Rick Mahorn and who's the guy? The, uh, Edwards. John, I worked the guy with the funny mustache? Oh yes, Edwards. Uh huh. They, they were about to get into it, and he tried to stand in between. And he said, uh, "What's his name?" Socked him in his face. Said, so, "Hey, young fella, this between us. We ain't got nothing to do with this." He just socked him <laughs> right in the face.
1: <laughs>
11: I was like, damn, it was
1: yeah. cold, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. It was cold. Like I said, it, and I, I spoke to someone about this recently. You take any basketball player who is good; they probably can fight. Yeah. The reason, oh, yeah. the reason that is, is because when you're young, when you're playing on the, in the streets playing basketball, and you're better than everybody else, some dude who can't play is going to try to sub you. They're going to elbow you. And either you're gonna fight mm-hmm. or you're gonna get your butt off that court. Yeah. So if somebody is a really good basketball player, they know confrontation because mm-hmm. they will on the basketball court. That is nothing new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in, in, in any community, mm-hmm. you know. So it gets a, it gets a little rough because there's always bullies on the court who want, you know, who are not that good, who don't want right. to lose either. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. You learn how to get around them. You either become faster than them, um, but you build the toughness. Mm -hmm. So you can't just take that stuff. Um, So this guy, um, I don't know if you heard this guy's name before, but his name is Jaden Rashada. He's a high school quarterback. He signed with Florida in December only to back out when his NIL deal fell apart. So he's Mm. now going to Arizona State. Now this guy went on Twitter on Wednesday the first day of national signing period for high school players, and said that he would be attending his um, childhood dream school, um, that his father, um, Harlan, played uh, defensive back for the Sun Devils in the early 90s. But he's changing and going to Arizona State. Now, he had originally (laughs) given a verbal commitment to Miami, then flipped to Florida, uh, to the Florida Gators, when they said that they had an NIL deal worth $13 $13 million. And when that deal <laughs> fell through, he said, I'm not going there. He asked him to let him out of his commitment. <laughs> now, I, I a mouthful <laughs> just to say, you know, when they would not pay, these kids are getting payback for all the people who did not get paid.
11: <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. Now, I don't know what Arizona's giving them, but those, you can have, these people are not affiliated with the school, but you can have, uh, what's called, they, um, the N the N L N I L deals, which allows you to make money on your own brand name and likeness um, mm-hmm. when you're in college. So somebody somebody these kids are paid millions now, man. Yep. I'm like I'm happy for I am. Yep. Because
9: yep. you know right. when right, I figured right. out that the colleges don't pay these kids if they get hurt, that your parents' yeah. insurance has to pay for that, even if you're on yeah. scholarship. I was like,
1: man,
9: damn, yeah. no, mm-hmm. no, nope.
1: right? If you have a costly injury that's going to last years, your parents' mm-hmm. insurance has to cover it. Right. The, right. Isn't that that's crazy that the school does not insure their own students? No, I they, bet don't. They, got they don't. They don't care. I bet, I you bet those you schools do. have life insurance policies. <laughs> <on. Yeah, 100% laughs> they won't give them medical insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 'Cause you know with life insurance, you know you can um companies normally have life insurance policies on their own employees. did yeah, you know that was know a that. thing? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that th- their claim is that they're losing productivity if a, if a um if an employee dies. But they don't the beneficiary is the company. So they can yeah. do that without your without your um your signature and mm-hmm. your consent. But yeah, that is a thing.
11: You we
9: know. used, used to do that, and the private sector too. My uncle did that with a couple of his people. I'm like, man, why would you do that? He said, that's how the rich get rich, son. He said, they, they, they got
6: insurance policies on their
9: people. I'm like, yeah. what? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
1: because, yeah, because that's how insurance works anyway. So even health insurance, you can have your company has a blanket policy for your employees, so you can just opt in. But if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't work for a company. The insurance company can say, "Oh, you have a pre existing condition, and we won't insure you." But you, if you work mm-hmm. for a company, you automatically get insurance through that company. There's no preexisting mm-hmm. condition clause um, unless they get unless you have an individual policy. But numerically, huh. all they do is take a company that has 500 people, estimate through their age how many people are going to live and how long they're going to live, and they determine everybody's rates by that. So they don't care. Mm-hmm. You can go and, company and if you have uh, illness or whatever they'll pay it because it's offset by the other employees They're it's gambling mm. Vegas yeah uh, yeah, insurance. That's, yeah that's 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 crazy hmm. that they do that yes it is uh, it is yeah so the most people don't know that their your company Even if you ask them in human resources, they probably wouldn't tell you because they are the beneficiaries, not your family. They gonna lie to you. Most definitely, gonna lie to you. They're like, we pay the premium. I used to work for an insurance company, and I found out they had policies on everybody. I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Now, food vendor, vendor in Rockland County, just outside New York City, has apologized after it provided lunch to school children to celebrate Black History Month was deemed So this Nyack Middle School offered chicken and waffles with watermelon <laughs> for dessert. Oh, wait, first? Okay. So wow. One wow, wow, of the
11: students wow. said
1: they were asking people if they wanted watermelon, and I remember being confused because it's not in season. It's <laughs> what is it like. What? Right, right. Watermelon. Right. Ah, you, you know, okay, so I don't even know what to say about that story because, you know, what's, what's funny is that I guess, I don't, I don't, I, man, that, there got to be a Dave Chappelle joke in there someplace. I don't know how you would determine what food you should cook during Black History Month. Like, I I don't know.
9: No, I would go cry. with, you know
1: what? Man. I could go with holiday food personally. I would be like, can y'all do some dressing? And, like, yeah. <laughs> I would go with that. <laughs> oh, wow. <That's> <laughs> like Danny Chappelle <laughs>
9: did, that, the one with the Pixies. Uh, with the uh the, the, the pixies
2: uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God.
9: <laughs> and was, that's what made them quit. I was like, yeah, that made me quit, too, somebody was laughing that hard at me.
1: Right, right. Because, because they're just stereotypical tropes. Right? Like so you don't wanna you don't wanna play into a stereotype. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, um yeah, I don't e I, I have no clue where to go with that. But it it's weird. I wouldn't know what kind of food that would be I I know seasoned food would be, you know, the thing for black history. It would have to be seasoned. Mm-hmm. But I don't know right. if it's a particular food, like you wanna do like greens and and yams or something. I don't know. I don't know. That mm. That's a different committee. I'm not on that committee. I don't know what to yeah, tell us. Really? Now, um, online pharmacy GoodRx is accused of illegally selling private health data with Google and Facebook to target drug <laughs> ads as to users. Yeah. So the Federal <laughs> Trade Commission, FTC, has filed an official complaint against the Santa Monica-based um, website, I guess it's a company, Um which rose to doing during COVID. So GoodRx is now selling your information.
11: <sighs>
1: you know, you, you, usually when you talk to people, they say, well, they're selling your information anyway, who cares? The fact is we yeah. need to take control of most of the stuff.
3: That's for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Now, okay, so there's a 9-year-old boy who graduated high school after taking accelerated courses, and he said he wants to right. st- study astrophysics in college. It's this guy, David um, um, Bulligan, uh, who's black, this Black History Month, he is the youngest graduate the youngest graduate of this REITS, um Cyber Charter School to complete the program in the third grade. He completed high school in the you know. third grade. Wow. <laughs> he already started college courses. <laughs> I know. Wow, do I
9: feel, do I feel like an idiot?
1: <laughs> exactly. I was like, I think we were still making mud pies, but I'm just going to throw that out there. But really? he said really? uh, he realized he was able to graduate at the age of 10 or 9 as long as I put the effort in and will, uh, with the help of my mom and dad, of course, reach um, that charter school. I was With that charter school, I was able to graduate. All right. Great. Much respect to that young man. That's yes, really So I, I know what is he going to do when he turns 21 is the problem.
11: <laughs> yeah, he no did kidding.
1: Everything. Hey, <laughs> there's an advantage to having a prom and to hanging out with your boys, young fella.
9: You yeah. Can still put
1: that out yeah.
8: You, you still got to be socially,
1: you know, adequate, man. Yeah. You know, you still, so, uh, you still have social skills. You still got to have social skills. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the point, that. You're going to be successful with social skills, not with your education. Your education is yep. just an apt test. So even though he's a Mensa yep. member, that's not a thing to live by. Right. All right. All right. On that note, just in case we're out, we'll have to go on that note, and I'll check you out next week.
9: All right, well I won't be here next week, man. I'm I'm out. I'm traveling to Atlanta.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Either, so in means, Atlanta is
11: Charlie one. Oh. Yep.
1: Oh really? Okay. Yep. Well I was uh, say, on that note, we're both out. I'm not doing that show if you're not here. Okay. Bro. <laughs> both, but I but I'll probably be on the regular show, so okay. I'll be around. All right, man. All right. Bye, All right. Bro. Yep.
6: All right, later later. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.